Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. Today, we are answering your YouTube questions. So if you are hanging out here waiting for us to start, there's a form down in the description right now that if you get your question in there, we'll get it answered on the stream today. If you're watching this on the replay, we put timestamps in all of these so that you can skip through and find the questions that are most important to you. So feel free to hit the description, look for those timestamps and just jump straight to the questions that matter the most to you. With all that out of the way today, I am joined by my brother from the same mother, D. What is going on? We're back. What's happening? We are. We're Happy back. Sat Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're doing something a little different today. We are we are taking full advantage of StreamYard's multi-stream destination. Today, mm -hmm. we are streaming on your channel. Yes, we are. We are streaming this on my channel, mm -hmm. and we're streaming this to your Twitter account. Yes. If I had any wits about me whatsoever, we would also be streaming this to my Twitter account. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, funny, funny, funny story about this. So we were just like, literally we had one minute before we go live, yeah. and I said, we should try streaming this to my channel at yeah. the same time. So I set that up within a minute, and we don't have a thumbnail. So yep. anyone, jo anyone joining from my channel, uh, welcome. This, yep. is a, this is a new thing. So it'll be interesting to see. I guess they'll be dumping into the same <laughs> chat also, um, which is cool. Um, in terms of the StreamYard size. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So um, also just, uh, you know, if you are joining us, I do wanna let you know that um, today's stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the tool for YouTube content creators that helps you optimize your videos for discovery, helps you test your thumbnails to make sure the thumbnails that you are putting out are effective for the people that you're trying to reach. They give you a really cool report with their thumbnail A-B testing tool that lets you know exactly how people responded from all the different traffic sources on YouTube. So you can make the right decision based on where it is that you're trying to reach people, which is fantastic. In addition to that, the tool as a total has over 90 different things that will help you with your YouTube channel. One of the things that they've newly introduced is they also have the the uh, AI detection of your videos to where it lets you know places in your video of interest that would make good shorts. So then that way you don't have to scrub through all your videos looking for content. You can just jump straight to those spikes and you can make direct shorts out of those, which is pretty cool. Um, but you can try that for yourself, of course, at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. So you can see what TubeBuddy can do for you. They do have free plans as well as paid plans. Of course, the free stuff, you know, comes with limitations, but they they do have forever free stuff as well. But you'll want to upgrade once you uh, get using it. But our stream is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that we use to stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And the reason we do that, or the reason we use StreamYard is because, one, super easy to use. Two, it's extremely reliable and stable. Three, it makes it really easy to bring guests on. It makes it really easy to add graphics to the stream. You can add background music. You can share your screen and show what it is that you're seeing on your computer right there, you know, and uh, you know, right there while you're live. You can even use it on a mobile device, which is also fantastic. You but, can drink it out of a big cup. And you I can have, even drink it out of a big I cup. I have so much duck juice in here. It is, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you how much With duck all juice. the duck juice. There's so, we have so much duck juice being sent to us from StreamYard. Yeah, right. I'm embarrassed to admit it. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> to tell you how much duck you <laughs> but the uh <laughs> but you can try StreamYard out for yourself at streamyard.com um, of course i've got links to that down in the description as well as a bunch of other helpful links in the description as well that will help you out as a content creator so make sure that you check those out now with all that stuff out of the way super excited to uh you know get into the stream today answer some questions hopefully we can add some value and demystify this whole youtube thing for at least a couple of people yeah let's let's uh, talk about something that's uh people are kind of getting upset about youtube just got rid of stories. Yeah. 
YouTube just got rid yeah. of. Is it is it gone? Um, I don't or know it's if it's going. gone. I posted a last one, like my final story last night, actually. I was like, hey, sat down on the steps. The final story? Why didn't I? Th yeah, I was like, uh, I was Hold like, on. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Everybody, right now, if you have access to YouTube stories, if it's still there, post your final story. Hold but yeah, on. I just made a final thing. I actually ended up deleting it today. But I was like, I posted my final story, and I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, hey, since they're taking these things away, I figured I'd post my final story. Like 300 and something people got to see it. Oh, you can do it right now? Yeah, okay, yeah, hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold on. Add your story. All right, we're going to make, we're going to do a yep. story really quick. Okay. The final story. Go. Everybody should make your story. Hold yep. on. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to say. I'm just going to wing it. This yep, is called, wing it. Here we go. This, this is, is winging it right here. Here we go. Improvisation. Yep. I can't we can't say, say it, it but Improvis man, can we do it? Yeah, right. I can't say it, but boy, I can do it. Watch this. <laughs> this is the final story. The very last one. The last of the Mohicans, The final if you countdown will. right here. You're never going to see another story on my channel. This is it. So thank you for tuning in and watching all my stories and engaging. Uh, thank you so nonsense. much, man. It's been a ride. Peace. Watching the, watching the nonsense is yeah. what it was. What it was. Hold on. Hold on. There you go. Post all right. It. Got it. Uploading yep. the story. There we go. Last one. It's done. <laughs> one and done. Let's go. So good. So good. Yeah. It's um. It's uh. Yeah. So um. Uh, old Trish says it's leaving. Uh. June twenty sixth. They okay. think. Yeah. So the uh. Yeah. June twenty sixth to be exact. Yeah. So I know that they uh, mentioned that May twenty sixth or whatever that it was going away. So I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be the final story. Just kind of left it at that. But yeah. You know, just getting them in there. So um, today, um, like I mentioned before, we're answering your YouTube questions. So if you do have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, make sure that you go ahead and get those questions in the form that is down in the description below because I answer them in the order that they're received. Later in the chat, of course, or later in the stream, you know, we'll hop in. We'll be answering some questions out of chat or if something comes through that, you know, kind of stands out in some way, then, of course, um, you know, we'll be, you know, addressing those as well. Um, but most of the questions that we answered are pulled directly from this form. So if you do have a question you want answered, make sure that you get it in there. And uh, D, you ready to hop into the well, let's go. Okay. Let's hop in. Let's so our very right first in. question today is from uh, K-Skis. What's going on? Hope that you're doing awesome. Hey, I sent you a Twitter message, by the way. Make sure you uh, check that out. It says they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to make content that is entertaining. The question is, morning, Nick and D. Good morning. Hope morning. you are doing morning. fantastic. Morning. Says, um, so far for my past couple of videos, I've honestly not seen the results I would um, at least expected because as of now, I'm sitting at 85 subscribers and it feels like YouTube is not pushing out my content. Now I'll admit that my editing titles and thumbnails are not the best, but whenever I feel like I put in a lot of effort on a video, it's not seeing the result that I want it to reach. So my question is, how can I show out my content more? I've tried TikTok, but I haven't seen any results. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or not. Okay, so this what you're what you're experiencing right now is an extremely common problem, um, and the the thing is that you've already addressed what the issue is. So right here, you had mentioned yourself that. Um, you know, I'll admit that my editing titles and thumbnails are not the best. So if already, if you're like, you know what, I'm not like doing things like, you know, up to par right now, then right there, just work on those things. Because here's how it works. When it comes to YouTube, YouTube isn't like a push system, right? Like when you publish something, YouTube isn't like, hey, let's just push this out and try to show it to as many people as possible. It's a pull system. Exactly. YouTube's a pull system. It Explain is. the pull. So I don't know anything about that. So basically how it works is when you publish your video to, uh, to YouTube, the system is looking for the most likely candidates on the platform at that moment in time that are that have the highest likelihood of enjoying that content, and then it will actually pull your content to those people um, and show it to those people. So I know.
know it kind of sounds like semantics and it kind of is, but you know, the, the way it works isn't to where the system is trying to promote your content. Instead, the system is prioritizing the view, the viewers, and the system is trying to find content on the platform that the viewer is likely to enjoy enough that it will keep them engaged in the platform. So because of that, when you run into that situation where you're like, Hey, you know, I'm putting in all this effort into my, into my YouTube content, but things aren't working out now. Let me know if you're one of these people that's like, man, I'm grinding it out. I'm putting all of my efforts into this, but it's just not working out right now. If that's you, then, you know, let me know. But when it comes, um, when it comes to that, one thing that you always have to remember is that when you are publishing videos to YouTube, we're not rewarded by how much work we put into our content necessarily we're rewarded by how people respond to the content that we put out. So because of that, that's why you see some content, right? Where it's like, hey, you know, this, this content, you know, looks like the person put zero effort into this, but it's getting like, you know, tons of views on it. Well, the reason for that is because, you know, people are clicking on it at a competitive rate. They're enjoying that content or watching it at a competitive, competitive rate. They're further engaging with that content at a competitive rate as well. And because of that, YouTube's like, hey, let's keep showing this to other people that we think might be a good fit for this. And as long as people keep responding positively to it, then YouTube's going to keep showing it to people. So when you're in the situation to where you're like, hey, you know, I'm putting in all this time and effort, but I'm not, you know, getting the, you know, any, you know, hardly any activity on my channel. What that means, and I, you know, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but what that means is that you got to like keep working on those skill sets, right? Because right now, you know, you are at that point to where you're identifying like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, I, I need to work on these areas. I know they're not the best that I can do right now, um, but I'm wanting to get the results, right? But unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, um, you know, you can't kind of, you know, skirt around the, the idea that you have to be able to get the response from people, right? Because YouTube isn't like, you know, and this is going to be a weird analogy, well, here but, we go. but, but YouTube, here, here is, we go. YouTube isn't like Santa Claus, right? YouTube is oh, like, oh, hey, this YouTuber uploaded a video. So, hey, let's just, you know, let's, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, just show this to as many people as possible. It's more about, okay, this, this content creator uploaded this video. Let's see how, you know, this, these perfect ideal candidates for this content respond to it. And then from there, if those people don't respond well, then what's going to happen is, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to get much traction. So at the end of the day, you know, for all of us, it, it all falls back in our lap and it's not always just the thumbnail or just the title. It also, it also happens at the topic selection as well. So a great example of this, I recently put out a video for, um, for how to control the ads on your YouTube videos, that particular video. Um, and I told D I was like, yeah, when I put this I out, I, I was like, it's just going to tank. I can tell you without you even telling me the results that that video tanked. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason for it is because one, um, the main people that respond to my content are people that are getting started on YouTube and right out of the gate, those people are excluded, you know, from, from that video, if they're not in the partner program yet. So, you know, because of that, there's that plus the topic by itself just isn't, you know, like a great topic anyway, but that particular video, I'm like, you know what? I need to put this out anyway. So I have something to reference. So I put it out anyway, but like when it comes to, you know, your content, just because you make it doesn't mean that, you know, YouTube should 
promote it. Because one of the things that you got to think about is like, you know, every every piece of content that we put out as content creators, it's a it's a product of sorts, right? So like, for example, if you if you walked into a store and you tested a bunch of phones because you're going to get a phone, well, you would probably get the ones that, you know, had a had the, the camera that was, you know, the best within your price range and it ran fast enough within your price range and things like that. But everything that was underneath that, you'd be like, yeah, you know what, that's that's just not for me. So, you know, the videos are the same exact way to where, you know, if you put something out and people just don't respond to it because you know that you're not doing all this stuff or that you're at least still working on a bunch of things, then in that particular case, you know, you can't really expect a lot out of it. So what do you do? So what you have to think about is you have to think about, okay, if I know that I'm, you know, that I could be better at editing, I know I can be better at thumbnails and I can be better at titles. Um, then in that case, you know, the very first thing is start putting tons of energy into working on those things. Because when you're not working on those things aggressively, but you're still, you know, continuing to upload videos, then you're still, you know, like just hoping that the videos will work out while not, you know, working aggressively to, you know, try to get better at editing and thumbnails and titles and things like that. So I would just focus on, you know, on, on developing the skill sets for it. And, you know, part of this is also just, you know, hopping on YouTube and looking to see like all the content that's being presented on the homepage of YouTube and thinking to yourself like, okay, all these thumbnails and titles that I'm seeing, is there any type of like similarities between any of this? When I see the ones that people typically respond to best, like, you know, topically, are they more broad audience? Are they more niche? Are they more, do, are their thumbnails all messy? Are they clean? Are they focused on a particular thing? What are the titles? Are they compelling? Are they just informative? Like, you know, and start using all of this information to, you know, help you better, you know, do better at what it is that you do as a content creator as well. So I wanna add something to that, that everything that you just said is spot on, obviously. But there's also uh, an important factor of, since YouTube is pulling your videos to the viewer based on viewer interest, it's important to get your videos into the viewer's watch history. Mm -hmm. That's a very important factor. So don't forget to take advantage of very simple things. Pin comments, which totally. they're also changing the rules on pin comments, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Your end screens, your cards, all of the things that you can do to lead people to a, 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 another video. The more things you can do to get more of your videos into the viewer's watch history, that's a good thing for YouTube to increase the likelihood that they're going to be recommended one of your videos when you upload again. Mm -hmm. Take Absolutely. advantage of all of the things. Don't sleep on any of the stuff. Yep. And um, um, uh, one more thing also is, you know, there's also this thing. I was having a conversation. I was telling Dee about this earlier. I was having a conversation with somebody on Reddit. So there's a subreddit for uh, YouTubers. Um, there's actually a, a bunch of different ones, but the one that I frequent the most, there's actually two. One is called New Tubers. The other one is um, YouTubers. And the reason I frequent those is because, you know, the people in those are the people that need the most help. And it also helps me stay in touch with, you know, like, okay, exactly, you know, what are, you know, the problems people are having like right now, right? So um, I was having a conversation with somebody today. They posted and they're like, hey, you know, I'm doing everything on, um, on my videos and I don't understand why my videos aren't getting hardly any views, but, you know, somebody else is, uh, you know, making the same content is getting, you know, a lot of views on their, on their content. And what I did is I went and I looked at their YouTube channel. I found it in their post history because they're promoting their content on Reddit. So I looked in their post history and then I went in and I, I, you know, gave them very clear information that I can see just because I have the experience to where I'm like, Hey, you know, your titles, you're actually giving away everything.
everything um, that this video is about because it was a movie review. I'm like, you know, you're giving away everything where where, you know, there's no reason for anybody to click on your video because they know what your opinion is before they even click on the video. The thumbnail, they were focused more on text than they were on the things that would help the viewer, you know, grab the viewer's attention around that particular movie. You know, those types of things they were making, you know, some structural mistakes in the video itself. Um, and I pointed out all those things. But for them at that point in time, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm doing I'm doing everything. And I don't know why other channels that are making the same videos are getting a much better response than me. So the reason I'm telling you this is because the reason that person couldn't see it and I could is because, you know, I have the experience because I've been doing this for, you know, like almost nine years now. So you know, when you're in that situation to where you're like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, trying to do the best that I can. And, you know, other people are, you know, getting these views and I'm not. All you have to do is just think to yourself like, okay, that's just where I'm at in the journey right now. Of course, I would love to speed it up. But what I need to work on right now is I need to work on studying YouTube more, right? Just looking, not just watching, you know, my videos or other videos like mine, but actually looking at the content that performs well on YouTube. Um, and I need to work really hard on actually, you know, working on my skill sets because indeed, you know, you can, you know, confirm this as well. Won't, like won't when you when you work on your skill sets, the better you get at something, you start seeing things differently. Sure. So, you know, like, for example, we were just talking about the guitar yeah, before guitar. we went live. Yeah. yeah. Right. I was yep. sitting here just like ripping some guitar stuff and mm -hmm. like playing some Ingve Malmsteen and just, you know, normal stuff. You know, no wizardry. We, you know, no, yeah. I, I, no, we, we were just talking about because I used to be a professional <laughs> musician, but yeah. I, I took like a 20 year break. Yeah. And I was just talking to him about, you know, muscle memory gets lost and all that sort of thing. But as you practice every day, if you dedicate whatever, you know, a certain amount of time every day to any, any discipline that you want to do. Editing, making thumbnails, doesn't matter what guitar, it is, making guitar, yeah, going anything. to the gym, whatever. If yep. you, if you make it part of your, you know, part of your day to do that every day for a certain amount of time, 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, whatever, you're going to see significant changes quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Yep. Totally. Painfully honest tech in the house. Hey, what's up, Jason? Hope you're doing JT, awesome, man. what is going on, my man? Tracked. Hope you are doing well. Yeah. But yeah, like you know, like the, the, the whole idea though is like, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, like if you're at that point right now where you're like, man, I'm just wanting it and I'm putting my content on TikTok, it's not working. I'm putting it on Reels, it's not working. I'm putting it on YouTube and it's not working. Like just, just keep working on the craft. And when you keep working on the craft, that's where, you know, things will, you know, that's where things will start to, uh, you know, come together for you. Yeah, And, by the and way, you'll be able to start seeing things differently. I wasn't really playing Ingve Malmsteen. No. I, I can't do that. <laughs> but he was like, he walked in and he was that. like, hey, I'm going to see if this guitar is out of tune. And he's like, bling. And he's like, yep, this is out of tune. And he starts like tweaking. I'm like, how did you even hear that? Right. And the difference there is, you know, he was a professional musician. And like just, me, like, you know, like I see that and I'm like, yeah, I can't even hear what you're hearing. Like we can't even hear the same thing. Any musician you know? can hear that, but yeah. a non-musician doesn't hear right, that. Right. Any, you don't have to be a professional. Right. Any, if YouTube's you play a musician, right. If you play, right. if you play an instrument, you can hear if it's out of tune. Yeah iPhone Chris, thank you for the super chat, man. Super, hey, uh, super appreciated. Super Much obliged. So Jay, um, Jason, I just saw a tweet and then Twitter crashed on me. It was like, it was funny. It was the last tweet that I saw. I was like, oh, Jason did this thing. And then it like crashed. Mm. I think he just, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jason. I think you just started a service where you're helping people, uh, helping other creators on YouTube, like coaching or something. Oh, nice. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Congratulations on nice. that. Nice. Congratulations on that. I got like that. halfway nice. through it and it like crashed on me. I was like, uh, Elon, good job, Elon. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So Fat Ride is our uh, is our next question here. Um, they do fat biking uh, content. The goal of the channel is not sure at this point, but I enjoy the process of being creative. It took 10 minutes to answer that last question. Oh, you're timing them? No, I'm, I'm looking at the clock. Oh, that was a 10-minute nice. answer. Nice, nice, nice. I could have left and gone, come back. Well, we talked about two things, though, kind of. But, yeah, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. About that's good. That's good. Tuning guitars. So, I mean, that went all over the place. 
The question here is, what are your thoughts on when you see your niche going away? Um, as I look at other channels in the niche, I see the numbers of views getting less and less. So as a content creator, um, you're going to be in a constant state of evolving. Yep. Um, so basically what's going to happen is, you know, with every type of content, there's going to be more and more people coming into that type of content always as more people watch it, more people get inspired by that content, more people are going to want to do it. So because of that, everything is continually getting more and more people into it, which means that you as a creator that's been doing it, um, you have to, you know, just keep evolving and keep trying to figure out how to keep yourself relevant. And that's just part of the, you know, it's just part of the thing. And sometimes new people will come in and they will kind of steer the whole thing in another direction. Other times, some people will come in and they'll just kind of do their own thing over here while you're keeping, you know, doing your thing over here. But, you know, you have to, you know, be willing to continually evolve, continuing, try to improve, you know, your skill set, your understanding, all that stuff, how you're serving your audience um, and continue to, you know, do those things specifically. The ebbs and flows of social media. Mm hmm. So uh, let's see here. Next. So next up, we've got uh, King CMC TV. Um, they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to monetize. Um, the question is, hey, Nick, um, do you know any website that will take uh, a section or highlights out of your three to four hour live stream for faster editing? And do you think TubeBuddy title generator will get better? I noticed that vidIQ title generator is a lot better. So when it comes to all these different like AI tools, TubeSpanner has one also. So if you're not using TubeSpanner, try that also. But um, when it comes to the AI title generators, um, you know, everybody's trying to fine tune that stuff constantly. Um, basically, how those things things work to my understanding I'm not a developer but to my understanding how these things work how it's been explained to me um, is a lot of that stuff is based on like if you ask it something there's certain prompts that happen on the back end that cause it to respond in certain ways so what what needs to happen is the different people that are making the tools um, they have to basically just learn how to prompt better essentially um, so you know all of them are in a constant state of improvement so because of that you know use whichever one you know you think is the best you know at any moment in time um, I always recommend that you use everything because as a content creator I use everything and the reason for that is because I get different value out of different things that I use so you know because of that I recommend that you use everything that helps you in whatever way that it can possibly help you if it makes your life easier in any way shape or form I don't care what it is there man there are so many new companies popping up with AI, AI tools yeah. it it's truly unbelievable yeah. I follow a handful of AI developers and people who are just following AI on Twitter and I've joined a couple of uh, email lists and, and I can't think of the names off the top of my head I've joined too many but you can go to my Twitter account and maybe follow go into my follower account and look at some of the AI people that I'm following and get on their email list and you'll get weekly emails from some of them of all the new AI companies that have popped up and a lot of them are like you know audio editing AIs mm -hmm. and video editing AIs and things to help you with efficiency and so on and so forth it's mind-boggling it so if you can't find what you're looking for yet check back in a month yeah and just keep checking back like it's coming Whatever you can't find right now, you're going to have it soon. Yeah. And you're going to have tons of options yeah. um, as well. Yeah. yeah. There's other things too, like, um, you know, like for example, you have um, you know, like headline tools and, you know, things like that that have been around for years where you can just go there and you can put in your title and it'll just kind of score your title based on, you know, the, you know, their system of all the stuff that they have good titles, or you can put in the topic and it can write you a title, um, you know, those types of things. So, you know, there's all kinds of different things you can do. And, you know, in addition to all the different tools that have the title generation, you can also go straight to the source because all they're doing is 
they're tapping into yeah. the Open they're tapping AI into OpenAI yeah. um, or another service like that. So you can go straight to you know ChatGPT and say right. like, hey, I'm making a video about this. Could you write out you know 20 you know possible you know compelling titles for this, and then just start piecing things together from there um, you know as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think the last live stream I did on my channel, if I'm not was mistaken, it was when ChatGTP first kind of dropped, and I realized, like, oh my, oh my God, you can do like YouTube titles and like just generate ideas, and descriptions, scripts, and I did like a lot. Yeah. Like I saw it, and then I did a live stream immediately. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, here's a game changer. Yeah, and everyone in the chat was, we were all at the same time, just like, oh, oh my, God. my. Yeah. oh my God, yeah. Dead Calm Outdoors is our uh, next question. They do saltwater uh, saltwater fishing vlog. The goal of the channel is um, teach saltwater fishing techniques. And the question is, thanks, Nick, for all your help. Um, middle fingers to you, D. A local lure designer reached out to me and wants to design a lure to me. Um, he wants to use my channel to promote. He didn't say that. Middle finger to the D part. <laughs> I was about ready to flip that. I, I, I was like, I was getting ready You're to reel it up. It up. I was yeah. going to reel it up yeah. right here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm uh, ready to let it rip. <laughs> but says a local lure designer uh, reached out to me and wants to design a lure with me. He wants um, to use my channel to promote the new lure. He sells nationally um, and it's a good product. What should I be negotiating a percentage sales or flat rate um, per video where I promote the product? Um, hope that makes sense, pun intended. Um, so if it was me, I would try to go for a percent of sales because even though you would be jump starting the thing um, in terms of bringing attention to it from your uh, YouTube channel, I would be trying to get an overall percentage of the sales. And the reason for that is because, you know, you can send so much traffic, but when you go wide and you start having, you know, other people bringing attention to it, you have whatever it is that they have, you know, in-house that would bring attention to it and so on, um, then you are increasing your, you know, possibility to make, you know, a lot more money off of that. So in, in, in that particular situation, um, I would do a percent of sales, not a percent of sales that you drive, but if you're developing developing the product together, I would do a percent of total sales on that particular product. If they're not willing to do that, um, then in that particular case, I wouldn't give them like any input. I wouldn't, you know, do yeah. anything like that. Um, if you're not going to get, you know, some type of percent for the effort that you're going to put in there. Um, but if they want you to promote it, you know, like anything they have as a video, then in that case, you know, um, I would try to get a flat rate per video. Um, if it's something to where you're like, hey, um, this is going to need a substantial amount of sales in order to make it, you know, worthwhile on the affiliate side, um, then in that particular case, try to get the um, try to get the flat rate. But really, what I would do in that particular case is I would say, okay, let's do flat rate on this video, but I'm also going to promote this as an affiliate um, if they don't do the, you know, the, the percentage of total sales. So I need the flat rate on, on the video since we're working on this together. It's going to be a much higher flat rate. Um, in addition to that, I'm also going to, um, I, I want a much higher commission on this for the sales that I send um, and for the uh, sales that I send, I'm going to, or for this, I'm going to make some um, videos for the flat rate that we agree on. And then I'm also going to make some individual standalone videos promoting this thing as an affiliate um, so that you can, you know, kind of build up that side of things as well. So uh, genealogy, that's what I would do, but you know, your call genealogy with Amy Johnson. And, and this is true, but there's, hey, Amy, a, hope you're doing awesome. there's a reason behind this. She says, I love how we still feel the need to include, include right. please with chat GTP prompts. I say, so, thanks too. I'm like, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I yeah. do too. But here's so the thing. Weird. That's the smart reason. I, I do that here too with, with like Siri and Alexa. I do the same thing. Yeah, but that's smart. Because yeah. machines are not going to forget. They're recording <laughs> everything. And when the day comes when we lose control of the AI, they're going to remember who said please and thank you. <laughs> right. And they're going to remember who didn't. Uh, they'll, probably, they'll probably take us out first. Mock me yeah. now. Mock me now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mock me now. Tell machines knocking on your door. That's right. Yeah. 
So uh, let's see here, we got try and learn bikes. They do motorcycle maintenance um, and lifestyle uh, content. The question is, um, says Nick, hope all's well with you and yours on that side of the globe during the video upload process. There are options to add the recording date and location the video was shot. What are the pros and cons of filling out these two option boxes and what are your recommendations here? So when it comes to filling out the area where the um, date, don't even worry about that like ever, there's no real relevance there. Um, but in terms of the location the video was shot, that's really good if you are if you are going to, you're going to breathe. If you're like a, you know, if you're like a local business or something like that, and you're trying to let people know that you're like in a local business, or if you go to like a landmark or something like that, yeah. then you know those are I'm the types Iceland. of things where you yeah. use that, right? I'm in right. Iceland at this place, freezing. Please, yeah. I do. I do that too. Hey, uh, could please. you please write a, you know, could you please write me a list of, you know, ten, uh, you know, ten titles that include, you know, this particular keyword phrase and make them under, you know, under fifty-two characters. Right. Can you please? Yeah. Right. And, uh, sure. Yeah. No problem. And then, and then, and then thanks. I appreciate it. And then takes your name off of a list. <laughs> like, oh, he's, he's, he's right. being polite. And yeah, take him let, off the let list. him. Let him live. Yeah, he gets yeah, to live. Let him live. <laughs> so, real uh, review is the uh, next question here. They do movie review content. The goal of the channel is a thousand subs and a community of movie lovers. And the question is, what programs would you recommend for improving video quality? I use my laptop um, or phone to film, but I feel like it looks fuzzy. So um, if it looks fuzzy, that typically will come from low light, um, which then will cause the camera itself to increase the ISO of the camera, which introduces noise into the picture. So what you want to um, do in that particular case is just get yourself into an environment where you have more light. But keep in mind, depending on the specific devices that you're using, they could also also just not have the best cameras and if the camera is a lower quality camera then you know you can run into those problems as well so because of that um, if you want to, if you're wanting to fix that problem the first thing I would try is is record the video outside like during you know uh, you know during a nice you know sunny day um, stand in the shade when you do it so you're getting all of the uh, reflected light instead of direct light you know coming over your head and try to record there and see if it ends up making a difference if it does your camera's fine and then anything that you do indoor you just need to make sure you have enough light for it but if you're camera is still fuzzy then in that particular case you know you might need to upgrade your camera in order to fix that problem did they say they were doing it with their phone yes um they do they they use their laptop or phone to film okay, so it's either so their webcam your, or your, their phone th yeah depending on what model you have on your phone and how old it is and i mean laptop cameras are generally potatoes to begin with yeah but your phone every phone needs a lot of light and also make sure you don't have a lot of smudge on your lens mm. clean your lens clean your lens use a lot of light and your phone will be fine even the newer iphones if you get an iphone and it, we're, we're pretty well lit in here mm -hmm. but when i record shorts in this environment there's still some grain yeah. there's there's some grain going on in the background yeah. just because it needs more light but if i shoot something outside it's fine yeah, other things too is also, you know, make sure that you're always shooting. And I know that like the default mode is like, hey, if I'm if I'm shooting like a selfie, then I want to make sure I can see myself. Um, but if you can flip it around, the back cameras usually have a much better camera than the front cameras. So I would also try that experiment as well and see if you get a you know better quality directly out of that. Yeah. Next. Less than perfect is our next question. They do daily content. The type of channel is gaming content. We got a lot of gamers today. Mm -hmm. Wow. The uh, question is, uh, what does the word succinct mean? Um, basically, succinct means like make it short, right? So like here short in the form, to the point. Short yeah, to so the point. here in the form, yeah, this wasn't a YouTube question, but basically I say like, you know, make it succinct. Um, so that basically just means like, you know, try to, you know, not write a very long paragraph, just basically try to, you know, get to the information that you're trying to figure out quickly is what that means. Right. 
and that was less than Keep perfect. it short. Keep it sweet. So next up, we got Hobby Genix, and they have been on YouTube for one year or more. They do crafting and hobbies content. The goal of the channel is to share knowledge, entertain, and eventually monetize. The question is, I do crafting videos and have a large drop-off in the beauty shots slash reveal at the end. Any tips on how not to lose people here? This seems counterintuitive. I would think people would skip to the end, not watch most of the video, and leave before the final reveal. So um, here's what can happen, and this happens a lot in food content as well. So a lot of food channels, they believe that, um, that they need to do like a taste test or whatever at the end once they make something. Um, in some cases, depending on the actual creator themselves, the communities that they have and stuff like that, in some cases they stick around. In other cases, it destroys the, the, the you know, that last part of the video because people abandon the video because they already got what they actually came into the video for, for like some recipe or something like that. So the very first thing that you want to think about is how you're actually packaging up, you know, the content in the first place because how you're packaging it up in terms of your thumbnail and title is going to create some some type of expectation for those viewers. So you want to make sure that the thing that you are, you know, kind of promising in the beginning that you're taking it through in the video, but it would make sense for that person to also be interested in that part at the end. And also, if you find that most people are leaving that part of the video, then you know that's also a sign to you to say, okay, well maybe you don't need to do that particular segment in your video. Maybe once you're done with the actual, you know, thing that you're showing people in your craft, that you do that, and then you know once that's finished, then you you know then you let it go from there. Um, you know you can also do that. So once you show them that, like you know, okay, hey, we just did this, we put that polish on it, and then here it is. Then while that's there, you can say, hey, you know, I got other videos, you know, on my channel about you know X Y Z or whatever click into the you know thing that's on the screen now or you know whatever um, and you know experiment with that and see if you know you get more people to the end um, that way and clicking on more videos that way next next question um, let's see here. So we've got our next one here. If you're just joining us, by the way, we're talking about everything related to YouTube. This is a Q&A. So how this whole thing works is there's a form down in the description. It's all free. Um, there's a form down in the description uh, below. All you got to do is put your question in there, and then we're answering them in the order that they come in. So if you have a question about what it is you're doing on YouTube, um, now is a great time to get that question um, answered. So uh, next up, we've got uh, Stories Across. Stories Across has been on YouTube for less than six months. They do infotainment content. The goal of the channel is I have an interest in world events and I want to make a community of like-minded people. And the uh, goal of the channel, oh, no, sorry, that was it already. The question is, after uploading my videos, have a max life of two days. They get around 500 views and then they flatline. Uh, my launch of a channel was solid though. Monetized in two months, one video has 350,000 views. After that, no, no growth. Why are my videos flatlining after 300 videos or so? So 300 views, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, sorry, three, 300 or so views. Yeah, yeah. So um, when it comes to that, I'm actually going to look I'm at your guess it's pushing out to their subscribers. Yeah, good. And be. then it's dying from there. He's having a look at your channel. My guess is it's first being pushed out to your subscribers, and based on how they're interacting with that video, YouTube's making the decision to show it to additional people or not, assuming they're showing it to the correct audience. Yeah, I'm just seeing if they're doing like shorts, this is happening mm. or actual videos. So this is happening to actual video content. Actual video content. Okay, so how this system works, right? Um, and this is what you need to, to, to always remember when you're publishing your videos. So, and, and we're all beholden to this. We are not. So, except for him. So when, uh, when you publish your videos to YouTube, 
um, how the whole thing works, and this is all you know documentation that you can find you know online in terms of how YouTube works. YouTube has you know this information you know explained. So basically, how it works is when you publish your video on the platform, the very first people that are seeing that video are the people that are most likely to engage in that content based on either content that they've watched on your channel or other content that they've interacted with or searched for on YouTube. So that's how the system is figuring out like, okay, you know, who's a good candidate for this. And then once they show that content to people, that's called an impression. And based on how those initial people respond to it, that's going to determine, you know, Hey, how, how many, you know, how many more groups are we going to push this through to, uh, you know, to show it to more people. So if you put it out and there's a low response in terms of like, they're showing it to people, but people aren't clicking on it, then in that particular case, you know, right there's your problem. But if they are showing it to people and people are clicking on it, and that's where you will actually see views, you know, coming in, um, if they are clicking on it, but then they're abandoning the video quickly because maybe they expected something else when they came into the video, then in that, or there's maybe a production mistake or something inside of it, or you don't have a good hook or whatever the thing is. And then people start abandoning the video quickly. That's also a negative sign to YouTube that people are not enjoying that content. So because of that, what you have to make sure that you do is you have to make sure that you're paying attention to how people are responding to what you're doing and then modify as you need to. So for example, you know, if you are putting your videos out and you had one that got 350,000 views on it and your other ones are hitting like 500 views, then in that particular case, what I would do is I would go into your YouTube analytics. Once you're in your analytics, um, uh, you're, if you do this on a computer, once you're in your analytics up in the top right hand side, you're going to see an option that says um, advanced mode, go into that advanced mode. It's going to show you your click through rate per traffic source, meaning different pages on YouTube. So for example, it's going to show you how people are responding from the home page in terms of the click through compared to the impressions. They're going to show you your average view duration there. You can also add additional things uh, there as well by clicking on the little, you know, blue icon with the plus uh, symbol in it. Um, but basically you can start using that to get an idea of how people are responding from the different pages of YouTube, which can help explain a lot of why videos don't perform. But you can also look um, at the top right of the page at that point, and you're gonna see an option that says compare. When you click on compare, then you can select one of your higher performing videos, and you can compare the lower performing videos against the higher performing video. Now keep in mind, the higher performing video is gonna have a lot more impressions on it, so you have to make sure that you you know keep that context in mind. But when you see that, um, you're gonna be able to directly compare those two pieces of content, and you're gonna start to understand why one video is doing better than the other video based on how people are actually responding to the content. Now, keep in mind, when it comes to people clicking on the content, there's also the whole idea of topic of interest. So for example, if you publish a video and it's a video that's like a really nuanced piece of content, then in that particular case, if there's, if it's not, you know, widely accessible, then in that particular case, you know, that by itself can be a problem. Um, but usually it'll end up being something like, you know, your ability to get people to click or even identify that the content, something they might be interested in, or, you know, something like that, or when they get into the video itself, it's just underperforming there. So. Um, so because of that, um, I would just go into your analytics and start trying to better understand your video performance so you can start identifying the problems that you need to fix instead of just like publishing and being like, okay, um, this one, you know, got a lot of views, but now I'm kind of hitting this limit because since everything on YouTube is based on how people respond, you have to, you know, learn how to get, how, learn how to consistently get that response. So one thing that I like to, um, you know, let people know about is like for the people that are doing this as a hobby, this isn't as important, but if you're somebody that's going to be doing this professionally down the road, or even if you're that person right now, um, 
sustainability with all this is really important. So when it comes to having like a good video or a handful of good videos, like, you know, you know, that can just happen, right? Where I put these videos together and people just liked them. I don't know why, but they just liked them. But the real game of YouTube is learn getting your skills to a certain point to where you can consistently get a good response or an acceptable response based on your own personal, you know, uh, idea of what, you know, acceptable is, but to where you get, you know, an acceptable response for every piece of content that you publish. That's the hard thing to do. So learning your analytics and learning how people are responding to everything it is that you're doing, that's like the fast track to get to that sustainable point because then you start understanding, okay, when I do these things, people respond or they don't respond. And when I'm doing these things in the video, they respond or they don't respond. When I make topics on this, they respond. When I make topics on this, they don't. And then you can start actually predicting things on your own channel. Like, you know what, this one will, and sometimes you're wrong, right? But it's like, hey, you know, this one's probably gonna just crush. And then you publish it and it crushes. You know, sometimes you're wrong. But you know, there's other ones you're going to be like, yeah, this one's probably not going to do as good, but you know, I think people will enjoy it. Right. And then you publish that one and it doesn't do as good, but you get a lot of great feedback on it. Right. You, you, you start being able to kind of see those sorts of things because you just get familiar with how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. Good. How long was that one? Uh, that was eight minutes. Okay. All right. Next up, and try to speed those up here a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so we got we're poop scoop. never getting through these if you're gonna <laughs> go this poop, long for each one. Poop scoop for you guys news. can just go home now. We're not gonna get through your. We're not gonna get through the questions. We, get, we're, we got like eight more to go, and then that's it. <laughs> poop scoop for noobs. Uh, they upload when they have time. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. The um, type of channel is um, scooping for business owners. Um, the goal of the channel is to become the best resource in the industry. And the question is, hey Nick and D, hope you have a safe weekend. Hope you do as well. Um, at what point do you stop changing a thumbnail or title of a video that's underperforming in it? attempt to revive the video. How do you know if the thumbnail title is not working versus when a video just isn't resonating with your audience? Um, you compare it to other content on your YouTube channel that gives you a rough, you know, kind of loose idea. Um, in addition to that, when you make the changes to, you know, your thumbnail, you can sometimes see that reflected also in how people are responding to the video content because the expectation can be different. Um, but when it comes to, you know, deciding like, okay, I've changed this like enough, technically you can just keep changing them, you know, um, forever if you want to, but you always have to make sure that you are make you know that that you're ending up good with the thing that you can't change which is the actual video content so you know if the video itself isn't something that people are responding to in a positive way then if you go through the process of thinking like okay um, I publish this, what type of, if I look at my thumbnail and title, what do I think the expectation is of the viewer coming into this? And is this something that I'm matching in the video? If not, then let me go ahead and just kind of modify things so I can, you know, meet that expectation a little bit better. Um, if you run through that exercise a handful of times and you're still not able to get a response, then in that case, I would move on and then maybe come and revisit it later and just kind of let it sit. Um, and a part of that that you also need to make sure that you're thinking about is as content creators, we focus really hard on, you know, click through rate. Um, but you also need to make sure that you're thinking of your click through rate and how it leads to watch time. This is something that's been in the, you know, the, the upside down triangle, you know, thing that you see there, um, inside of your, uh, analytics, when you're looking at your, you know, averaged out click through rate and the watch time there, they've said, you know, since they've made that feature available, you know, how your click through rate led to watch time. So you need to make sure that you're thinking of not just the click through rate that you're getting, but also the watch time that you're getting when you are making, you know, those, those differences, um, uh, 
or those changes with your thumbnails. So you got to make sure that you're thinking of that as well, because it's not always just the click-through rate. If you have, you know, a really high click-through rate, but people aren't watching the video for a fair amount of time, then in that particular case, the system can detect it more of like, hey, that's clickbait because people are clicking, but they're not enjoying the video. But if you make that perfect match between, hey, this is what, you know, this is the expectation that they have, and that's what I'm giving them, and they're watching it for a longer period of time, which proves that, you know, that they're getting that expectation met, um, that's where, you know, the video started on better. Next. Next. Rusty Rails Productions. Love they um, upload one time per week or more. They do refanning and railroad history, rails to tails. The goal of Love the it. channel is um, to show a history of railroads and unique railroad equipment. The question is, will not posting for a week or two hurt your watch time and views? Um, if it does, what should I do not to see a loss in watch time and views? So like a week or two, you'll be fine. Um, just try not to make it a habit because, you know, one of the things that, um, that YouTube does mention is that if you are not publishing on a regular basis, and keep in mind, they don't put a parameter around that. They just say regular basis. If you're not publishing on a regular basis, that it can actually um, lower the amount of recommendations that you are getting. And it can also um, lower the amount of search recommendations that you're getting as well. So because of that, you do want to make sure that you stay somewhat consistent um, and that you do, you know, try to have, you know, a normal upload cadence. But more importantly than just how, you know, YouTube, you know, deals with it. Um, you also have the you side of how everything comes together. So again, because, you know, um, because if you're somebody that wants to do this as, you know, something that you can, you know, um, leverage in the future for like income or something like that, then in that particular case, you know, that sustainability side of things is really important, like I mentioned earlier. So because of that, you also want to get into the habit of being able to consistently upload content and working that process or that routine into your lifestyle so that you can continually just ensure that you're going to be able to do the thing for you know a long period of time um let's see here next up on our list it took me uh took me uh eight years yeah well no, no no i'm just saying but i'm saying for my for my consistency to wayne oh for everything to start going down yeah yeah like everything held solid for five or six months and then it started to then it drops yeah yeah i all our questions because i haven't uploaded that now my mic like was years off. you just missed the most important thing i've <laughs> ever said in my entire life and if oh, you read lips it. you got that that was yeah. for you that all, was for you if you read lips all our questions i think that one probably took um i think like a year or two yeah. i think for that one i mean it, it was it was Roughly. on the decline but for the like you know for it to you know pretty right. much bottom out i can't um, it believe took a while. you got you missed that you missed yeah. the goal let's go right travis mcp in the house mvp in our world Dude, hope that you are doing fantastic MVP, what is going on my man <laughs> jason's like i heard it it wasn't that great oh, come on come on now come on oh, jason love it should have played along yeah. if anybody heard that you could have played along <laughs> and made everybody think that they really missed something spectacular so they're like backing up right, right. they're what like you know, re-watching that part man what did he watch say this there? with captions on right. i wonder what he said i wonder if youtube picked up the the, the, the lips and put it up the captions <laughs> thanks jason uh joint gaming channel <laughs> he's always painfully honest thank you jason yeah, know, right yeah you he can was always too, too honest in that one yeah, yeah a little too yeah. honest man you can always count on jason being painfully honest oh, thanks I love it. thanks for having my back i appreciate it so uh <laughs> jo uh joint oh. gaming channel says uh the goal of the channel is to provide funny commentary to various gamers while joining the uh southern and midwestern gaming community the question is me and my frat brother um, have a joint gaming channel him midwest me south hence uh mid-south we recently have been uh, repurposing content and turning it into shorts, but we still aren't seeing growth. We do long form and short form.
platform content, what else can we do to grow and get into the algorithm? Getting into the algorithm um, comes from the response that you get on your videos. So getting into the algorithm, so to speak, is simply another way to say that when you publish a video, people click on it and enjoy the content. Um, and they do that at a competitive rate for the platform. That's it. So instead of thinking like, you know, you have to do some like special thing, you know, in order for YouTube to, you know, see your content is like worthy. It's not that the viewers have to enjoy the content. And then the system will be like, oh, okay, hey, people are enjoying this. Let's show it to more people that are similar to the people that are enjoying it. Um, that's the that's the whole thing there. So but, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was about to go backwards. Okay. So Rusty said, uh, thanks. The reason I'm asking is because I'm about to go on vacation and I will not be able to upload during the trip. Don't worry okay, about yeah, that. Okay, yeah, don't, don't sweat it. Enjoy your vacation. Enjoy yeah. the vacation. YouTube's going to be here when you get back. One yeah. week, two weeks, three weeks, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. I'm going to start seeing growth. Okay, so um, one thing also that I would just like to um, address is on the repurposing side of things. So repurposing can be fantastic. Dee and I actually have this conversation quite a bit. Um, repurposing can be fantastic when it comes to, you know, getting your content out there in front of, you know, more people. But the content that's being repurposed also needs to be high performing content as well. So, you know, for example, just because you're putting content somewhere um, doesn't mean that people are, you know, going to respond well to it. Um, of course, you can help um, in terms of, you know, who is seeing that content. You can help with that a little bit by making sure that you have, you you know, words that make sense. And by words, I mean, you know, specific, you know, keywords that are in some way related to the video, having those in your um, actual titles and your descriptions, um, those types of things can actually help. But when it comes to, you know, just not getting a response, you know, with the short form or the long form, co form content, um, I would work on the content because if people aren't responding to it, then in that particular case, then like there's there, the thing that you need to do is start, you know, learning how to get that response. Once you get that response, then YouTube will show your videos to more people because more people will be responding positively to the content. One of the things that Nick and I were, were recently discussing about this particular topic mm -hmm is I was telling him that I keep seeing coaches and social media people who are like, oh, use these tools and repurpose your content and put your content in all these different places. And you go and look and they're getting zero response or close to zero response in all the places they're putting their content because they're thinking in terms of I got to put my content in all these places instead of first thinking about I need to make good content. Right. Like focus on the content first. Now there is something to be said about especially with short form content, some people do really well with YouTube Shorts and they tank on TikTok, right? Or they do really well on TikTok. I've seen people come over from TikTok. I, I talked to one guy in particular about this. He had like three or four million followers on TikTok. He couldn't get any traction at all on YouTube Shorts, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes there are you know different audiences and they're going to react different ways. But if you're finding that you're not getting a reaction anywhere, the problem's going to be with your content. And I would slow down the repurposing and learn how to get a positive response from the a positive response from the audience first, then go back to. Uh, trying to repurpose content. So really quick, Big big Brain Tech says, why don't you use a pop filter um, on your mic? So these particular microphones, they have it built in. So you can, of course, layer it up if you want to, um, but these actually have it uh, built in to these. So they have this thing right here. Um, and in addition to this, there's also like another layer of this on top of the um, actual, you know, sensor, you know, part itself. Yeah, so in addition to that, we used, so you probably are hearing some plosives on these microphones because even though they do have have a built-in pop filter they're still not as good as having like an external pop filter right, i feel right, right so if you go back and you look at our streams before the world shut down 
we had pop filters on these microphones and it got rid of the plosives that you're probably hearing today a little mm -hmm. bit. What happened was this room sat empty for two years while mm -hmm. we didn't use it. And the, the pop filters, they, it grew mold and they got really stinky. So we threw them away and mm -hmm. we just haven't replaced them yet. Yep. So there's probably going to be a time in the near future where you do see some pop filters put on these mics just to help. Or reduce, different mics. Or different mics, yeah. uh, which helps remove some of the plosives. So but you wasn't um, expecting that answer. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you got a super chat. Super so uh, let's see here. Hollow face. Thank you for the super chat. It says, um, why do my shorts go from two point five thousand views to a hundred views um, out of nowhere when it's the same stuff that got me many views? So um, if you mean that you had one short that got two point five thousand views and another short that got a hundred views, people are just responding to them differently. That's all it is. Um, so the the theme of the show today um, is that you know everything on YouTube is based on response. So you know the shorts are the same exact way. Shorts are this way. Long form content's that way. The live stream that you're watching right now this is going to be the same way you know everything is based on you know how people respond to the actual content itself and the better the people respond just like this live stream you know the better people engage with this and you know the more the longer people keep watching and stuff like that the more people that are going to see this live stream show up on their homepage, see it you know recommended next to another video and you know those sorts of things so you know it applies to every single one of us and every single format of content that we put out um, on the platform since we were just talking about microphones i mean cover this really quickly in case there's people in the audience right now who are just wondering about certain things because if you look at nick right now you'll notice that his microphone is crooked and you'll right? notice that i'm shockingly handsome that's that's debatable yeah. but you'll notice that his microphone is at an angle and just there's kidding. a reason for this how we mentioned that um you are probably hearing a little bit of plosive some of the p sounds when we speak you might hear a little bit of rumbling one thing you can do to help reduce that is put the mic at an angle so the wind from your voice as it comes out actually goes across the microphone instead of directly inside of the microphone mm. because if you're speaking directly into the microphone <laughs> it's going to increase the likelihood <laughs> that you're going to have some heavy plosive sounds some heavy p sounds um, unless we you got the like peas in here got the peas all up in yeah, here got the peas yeah we're doing the peas up in here we're doing <laughs> <p> <laughs> right but if you turn it a little bit right the your, your wind is going to skim across the top of the microphone it's just yeah a, a little bit tiny little microphone technique to help reduce some of those p sounds yeah reduce those p sounds yep handle your p sounds people uh, <laughs> genealogy with amy johnson crow what's up amy hope that you're doing hey. awesome um says that um the type of channel is family history and genealogy the goal of the channel is to encourage people to explore their family history and grow my business the question is what are the best practices for starting a channel membership what should i consider before starting one um thinking about exactly what it is that you're going to offer um so for example are you going to offer like access to where you know you can answer questions for people are you going to offer like a community where people can like hang out and you know engage with other people who are interested in genealogy um and that's going to be the value um are you going to do like you know uh, uh services for people to where you're like hey let me uh, you know kind of help you chart out your history are you going to do exclusive live streams for them kind of like like i do with mine to where you know i answer very specific questions and we look at channels and stuff like um you know just figuring out like the specific thing that you're going to offer um is is the you know the, the very first place you got to start and within that you can also offer different things so with youtube of course they have different tiers you know that you can offer so of course the more expensive the tier the more you know that you want to be able to offer in exchange 
change. So because of that, just focus everything on like, okay, what, you know, what is it that I'm wanting to or willing to offer? Because, you know, you have to kind of put limits on it as well. Like if you don't want to spend all of your time managing that, then in that case, you know, you might only want to offer like one tier, uh, like one lower tier, or if it's like community, or you might want to offer, you know, like one high tier, if you're, you know, kind of, you know, walking people through something or, you know, something along those lines. Um, so I would just think about what it is that you're going to offer and think about what it's worth to you in order to offer that particular, that particular thing. There you go. Um, let's see here. There's other things too, like, you know, for example, you know, like on your, um, uh, you know, like on your channel, you know, uh, you, you, when you upload videos and community posts too, you can upload, uh, members only posts and videos. So with that, you, if you wanted to, you can upload just exclusive content, you know, maybe where you deep dive on something, or maybe if you do just fun things like, Hey, you know, I'm going to take this, you know, uh, famous, uh, actor, or I'm going to take this, you know, uh, famous person in history and I'm going to do their thing. And I'm just only going to make that, you know, an exclusive thing for members. You know, you can do that kind of stuff too. The, uh, thank you for the super chat. The NICU doc, um, says you guys are the best. Um, at what point do you decide whether to outsource editing or keep doing it yourself? I tried and the editing wasn't my style. Um, it, it comes down to time and budget. Really? That comes, that's, that's pretty much it. So like, if you're like, Hey, this is taking me way too long. Then in that particular, this is taking me way too long. I'm trying to get my stuff out there and I'm the bottleneck then, you know, then start dele delegating stuff out. Um, keep in mind that, you know, you might have like a training process that you're going to have to put people through in order to kind of get things to a certain standard. Um, but if you do go to, you know, like, um, for example, there's like ytjobs.com, you're going to pay a lot more there, but the people already have experience. So of course, there'll still be a little bit of training for your type of content, but like the people over there are like vetted, uh, vetted, editors that, you know, work for, you know, uh, content creators and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I would check out a service like that if you're thinking about it, or you can go someplace like vid chops, which is still very budget friendly. Um, and that one's actually ran by a YouTuber. He's got, um, his name is Augie Johnson. He's got, I think like 300 or 400,000 subscribers on his own YouTube channel. So like he gets it. Um, so, you know, just trying to either work with people that have YouTube experience or people that, you know, um, that you can, that you're confident that you can train up to, you know, edit in the way that you want the the win with working with people that are that have youtube specific experience is that they already know the pitfalls in terms of just things that you can do in your videos that can cause people to leave and all that um, they already know some of that stuff so because of that they're coming in with that experience which can help you out whereas if you hire somebody that doesn't know those things then hopefully you're you know familiar enough with those things to where you can teach them to them and in that case that's fine but if you're still working on that too then in that case you know i recommend hiring somebody that has you know some type of YouTube experience if you can. Um, but really it just comes down to, it comes down to time and it comes down to like one to do it. If you're like, you know, Hey, you know what? I love sitting in front of the camera and talking to people, but I just loathe editing videos then finding an editor is the right choice. If you're like, you know what? If I could have somebody editing my videos, I'd be able to like double or triple the, you know, the amount of content I'm putting out all over the internet. Then in that case, probably makes sense to hire an editor, right? If you're like doing it for business or something like that, I see you're a doctor. Um, so like if, you, if that's the case and you're trying to, you know, bring attention to like you or your brand or your services in any way, um, then in that case, you know, that scale side of things, you know, is definitely going to be beneficial um, on your end. And it's, you know, it's an investment into your, you know, your, your content business. Um, so then, you know, that, that editor is somebody that you're going to be able to, you know, like write off um, as well, which is a win. Do you know that you pinned a comment? Yeah, Jerry's. 
Okay. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, he came in before the chat, and he's like, uh, you know, traveling today, so just stopping by to say hey to all the YouTubers. Have an awesome weekend. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I pinned him up there. All right, didn't know yeah. if you knew that Yeah, because he's here all the time, so I was like, yeah, just let everybody all know, right. you know, that uh, that you know that Jerry's away, you know, for today, and right. uh, and that he hopes everybody has an awesome uh, weekend. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Jerry. I, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a mistake or... You know, butterfingers, it happens. Right. I didn't know if I accidentally pinned it while I was doing something in here. Yeah. So, and then after the show, you'd be like, hey, dude, why did you pin Jerry's comment the whole time? <laughs> right. Hey, my right. pleasure. Uh, my pleasure, Doc. Yep. So, um, next question that we have here is from Loss Curry. Loss Curry says that they teach gamers how to start and grow a live stream by creating tutorials, gear reviews, and growth advice. Question is, um, or the goal of the channel I just mentioned, um, the question is, I currently upload three long forms a week plus four shorts a week. I want to add a weekly live stream similar to what you do, a Q&A session, guest interview. What advice can you provide to maximize the impact of the live stream on the channel? Understand why you're live streaming. Um, that is like the best tip that I can give you. And the reason that's important is because if you know exactly what you're trying to do with your live streams, it's going to dictate everything else that you do with your live streams. So for example, if you're doing your live streams for the sake of, you know, demonstrating your knowledge in something, then a Q&A is fantastic for that um, because then that way you get to sit there and you get to, you know, just do what we do here. Um, if you are like, hey, I'm trying to use this as a way to just grow my YouTube channel, then in that particular case, you might not necessarily want to do like a Q&A session. Instead, you might want to just provide some type of value that you can put out, you know, quickly, but also make it, you know, make it good, um, but then format the structure of that live stream in a different way so that it makes more sense for people to watch that on the replay and enjoy that as just like a normal piece of content on YouTube versus it feeling like a live stream, right? So if like a good example of this is um, my Friday news segments that I do um, for those particular streams, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually changing some of them to videos now too. Um, but one of the things that um, is happening with those particular streams is some of those streams are getting like over like 100,000 views and 50,000 views and 60,000 views and stuff like that compared to these that never see the those kind of numbers nobody wants to see us i know just sitting here like yammering just on yapping i know just yapping just yapping, yapping. And carrying on yeah. and answering questions yeah people want to know what's the news exactly and how does it affect my channel yep and am i out of a job come wednesday totally that's what people want to know and it's tight yeah. It's fast. It gives them exactly what it is that, you know, that they want to know with that. And that also gives me the opportunity to hop on like, you know, hot topics like, hey, these changes are happening on YouTube like right now. Right. And in um, that oh side of God. things, you know, this it just it's a different type of I value. Gotta, I got to double tickle this. Hold on. We got, the, oh, we got two buddies in the, in the house. house. What is going on to buddy? We I got two buddies in the house. Hey, guitar, and then I got the. Hey, just as a heads up, um, if you are not subscribed to the TubeBuddy channel, make sure that you uh, click on their channel name and you head over there and, and, and you subscribe to their YouTube channel if you're using the tool or not. And the reason for that is because they also put out tons of content over there that helps content creators as well. Um, so make sure that you subscribe over there if, uh, if, you, uh, if you haven't done it. So here's the trick. We need to set this up so that the TubeBuddy logo square on the front of the desk is the exact same size as the avatar that's like ocd next level right there well who love you, it who are, i know i know who that's are you what talking i mean to? i know that's what i mean yeah who are you talking like to right OCD now like, this is bothering me i'm bothered right now with the, with the size differences <laughs> oh it's great yes. this is um, yeah thank you thank you for I, I was so frozen i was just like like oh i can't do it yeah. i couldn't even change it i was locked <laughs> completely locked up 
but yeah so um so the thing that i was the thing that i was getting on with though about the um about the live streams is you know it's just it, when you know exactly what you're trying to do and the purpose of the streams and all that then you know the structure and everything it is that you do with the stream um is going to be different so you know if you're doing like a long q a like this for like positioning purposes or just to add value back to your community or whatever then in that case this is a great format and i can't like you know speak well enough for it um if it's something to where it's like hey I'm just trying to, you know, get information out there and just kind of help people solve, you know, these questions. Then technically you could, you know, instead of doing like a Q&A, you could actually collect the questions from your community feed. And then once you collect the questions from your community feed, then you could actually do a live stream where you focus on a particular question that you know that people respond to in terms of the, you know, the, you know, the, the response to that, like how to get more views on a live stream as an example. Um, you know, you put out that, but then you just record it live. And you're like, hey, you know, I got this question, like, but I made it this community post. Um, and, you know, asking, you know, questions that people have with live streams and this particular one, you know, seemed to pop up a lot. Um, this user right here, this viewer right here um, actually, you know, asked this very specific question, showed up on screen for a second to give them some credibility and say, you know, read their question and then say, you know, so the answer to that is you want to make sure you don't blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, close out the video, even recommend at the end that they click on something else and go through that process. So it actually feels more like a video experience than it does a live experience. You get a super chat. chat. So Laz Curry, thank you for that um, super chat. Says um, I'm using it to connect with my community, establish an, as an expert, and be able to get my audience to learn about my products as well. But want to also share the stories of gaming and creators to inspire. Yeah, this type of stream is great for all of those things. So um, just doing like a long Q and A um, where you know people can just come and they can just learn all the stuff about live streaming, ask you very specific questions. Um, and through the process of that, you're also, you know, establishing yourself as an expert by answering their questions and you are able to, you know, put, put out awareness about your products at yeah. any time you want during your streams through either demonstrations, through, you know, sending them to websites, through leading them down to the description, whatever the thing is. Yeah. The, this type of stream would be, uh, would be perfect for what you're trying to do. Yep. And then also on the stories of, you know, other gamers, same exact thing, you know, like you can just have that loose conversation, you know, um, during those types of streams and use the stories of other gamers as a reference, um, during the questions that you're answering, you know, you could do that sort of thing too. Yep. Chantel says hydrate. Yes. Let's take a moment to yeah, hydrate, shall moment. we? Yeah. How do you not have a cup? I just don't have, I just don't have a cup. So listen up. I've got a stack of them. I should bring one. Over. So yeah. So here's, here's the deal. So we're, we're sitting here. I'm holding a, uh, Streamyard cup, and this would have been a perfect opportunity for you to hold a tube buddy cup. Yeah, would have. And guess what's not sitting over there? Yeah, this would also be a great opportunity to just play the 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 coffee song, you know, we while, while hydrating. We need a hydration song. Okay, a little bit it. different than coffee because not everybody drinks coffee. Okay, let us know in the chat. Are you a coffee drinker or not a coffee drinker? Yeah, yeah. Would you prefer water or coffee? Yeah, let yeah. us know. I since we're fact, made of water, I would hope water would be the default there. Fun but, you fact: know, hey. Do you remember I didn't drink coffee? I was probably mid thirties. You got me on coffee. You, you got me on coffee. No, I didn't drink coffee either. So who got me? We on were coffee? in Bangkok. We were in and Bangkok. We started going to coffee. We got uh, each other. Coffee on, world. We got each other yeah, on coffee. Yeah, then. yeah. We, I think we were tired. We were. We in started Bangkok. serving that demon together. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow! I thought I was gonna say you got me nope. on coffee, and you said I got you on. Nope, coffee. We were in Bangkok, and we yeah. were, and it was getting we went late. To coffee world. Yep. We went to coffee world. We'd have uh, the caramel macchiatos, wow. and we were like, wow, this is like really, you know, kind of snapped us into into place. Like we're yeah. good for the night, and uh, and then that started next being like, hey, know, feeling um, a little low. Next thing you know, or getting tied up there in an alley in Bangkok. 
getting, getting like, that caffeine right in there. Yeah, just, yeah. just shoot it right in my veins. Put it right in my veins. <laughs> Give me the caffeine straight. So what do you got? We got wow, coffee. Wow, really? I got you into it. Same time. We yeah. ruined our lives together. We did. At that did. moment. Yes, we did. Holy cow. Yep. All right. Well, I'm partially responsible for that then. Yep. So are you. Yep, absolutely. Doing it together. Yep, right. Yeah, good job. I know, right? Way to go. Well yeah. done. <laughs> so uh, 86 says, um, if your channel's small and there's little engagement, what are some ways to do something like a Q&A? Um, prep them ahead of time. And then if you are going to go by using your community feed, and then if you are going to go live, then just start your live stream and go for it and just start answering the questions if the person that asked the question is there or not. And just start reading off the questions and saying, okay, you know, this person, you know, say whatever their account is or whatever. Whatever. Um, they wanted to know this so then start giving them the answer for that and then go to the next thing and so on so it can be a little bit it can feel a little bit weird because you're just like talking and if there's not a lot of people there then you can be like man I'm like there's not even like anybody here maybe in some cases um, but just think of it through the lens of like okay I'm just making this content live um, versus you know like I'm doing a live stream and if you keep doing that over time um, as people slowly find your live stream and they slowly find value in it you'll start having people come and hang on your live streams oh we have a lot of coffee drinkers in do we here. yeah a lot a lot okay. of coffee drinkers so then the water song's got to be super short then it's going to be the hydration yeah so you could be, i mean people might be into coconut water you just ask oh, them yeah. specifically water. are you into coffee or cat that's are you, true that's are you, true are you, in, are you into coffee or are you into yeah. water that's people, true you know it could be gatorade could be. be could be people drinking coke yeah Pepsi, okay, i'm, I'm other like beverages. Hey, man, I'm, I'm sitting with the dr pepper right now right yeah we just need like that's a general true. beverage song that's for true people who don't yep. drink coffee just make it super sterile like Grab your beverage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> grab Just, your beverage. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm, grab your beverage. It's beverage time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get your get your beverage. Get your get your beverage here. Hey, J uh, Jason, can you make us a beverage song, please? Just like yeah, th we can collab on it, I yeah, guess. We can yeah. Collab. We can and collab. Like a, make the yeah. instrumental. We'll we'll you know rap on it or whatever. The bed, the yeah. Deal. Sing something. Yeah. yeah. Liquid. The liquid song. Liquid. That works yep. too. Need some liquid. Yeah. yeah. I love liquid. liquid. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. All right. So uh, Money Matters Media, before we just keep going down that hole. So Money Matters oh Media, they upload every other day. They do finance and investing content. The goal of the channel is to get monetized and collect ad revenue. The question is, what can I do to get more views on my long form content? So when it comes to YouTube, everything on the platform is based on how people respond to what it is that you do. So because of that, you have to make sure that you're paying a lot of attention when you're publishing videos, even if you're new. You have to make sure that you're paying tons of attention. Sark Scrapper, what's up, man? Hope you're doing awesome. Um, you have to make sure that you are um, paying a lot of attention to how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. So a lot of content creators, they'll publish videos, but they won't look to see how people are responding. They'll just look at the views they're getting. Um, and in some cases, you know, if, you're, if you start getting just a lot of views, then in some cases that can be enough. But if you pay attention to your analytics, you'll be able to amplify that. But if you're like, hey, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to do better on YouTube, but you're not paying attention to how people respond to what it is that you're doing, then, you know, you're just you're just crossing your fingers and hoping. But if you're like, hey, um, I want to do better on YouTube, then you go into your analytics and you're like, oh, wow, this is how people are, are responding to my thumbnails when they are shown on home pages. This is how they're responding when they're shown on suggested videos. This is how they're showing how they're responding when they show up on search. Um, when they watch my videos from home pages, they watch for about this this long um, compared to when they watch from a suggested video um, when they come in from search they watch you know for this amount of time viper made about tech what's up man what's i need up, to get viper? that sound effect in here you um, send it as well here. we don't yeah. have that sound effect on here right now yeah that one's on my uh, home and i need to get that over here yeah, i just want to say we have a brazilian <laughs> and somebody from Col uh, from colombia in here talking about coffee oh nice legit legit coffee yeah yeah so there yeah i think i saw we might have a Cuban yeah we got legit well. coffee here too yeah yeah in uh, thailand 
Uh, but but on the uh, you know getting the 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 views on everything, like you gotta you gotta understand how people respond to your content so that you can know what you need to improve. So just to put this into like real life context in terms of how you would use that. So let's say for example, you go into your analytics and you notice that you're getting a similar amount of impressions on suggested videos as you are home pages, um, or we'll say search. Let's say you're getting you're getting a similar amount of impressions on um, search as you are YouTube home pages. Then in that particular case, if you're like, man, I'm crushing it on YouTube search, like people that are seeing the video there, they are just clicking on it like crazy. They're coming in, you know, and they're enjoying that content, but home pages, I just can't get people to respond. Then the way that you interpret that is, okay, when people are looking for my content, then I'm matching what it is that they're looking for. And I'm able to grab their attention against the other videos that are about a similar topic. And then I'm able to pull them in there when they're actually looking for what I've made. However, when it comes to YouTube homepages, it's a totally different experience because there, if somebody goes onto YouTube, that is a good candidate for your video and they come on here to watch my live stream, then you need to be able to grab their attention before they click on my live stream. If YouTube shows both of them on the homepage, um, or if, you know, whatever it is that you're competing against, you have to be able to grab people's attention on the homepage. And if you notice that huge difference and you're like, Hey, I'm crushing in search. That means that when people are looking, you can grab their attention, but you're not being compelling enough either in the topic itself, or you're not helping. Um, you're not making it easy for people to identify that your content is about something that they care about, or your title isn't compelling enough to actually pull them into the video itself. So you would know, Hey, I need to work on those things. So when you go in and you start, you know, learning how to, you know, analyze your content through analytics, then that helps you be able to identify those pain points that you have. Next. And Next by the question. way, for those of you who are just joining us, there is a link down in Nick's description. I know some of you are watching on my channel right now. There's a couple of people over there. But Nick, oh no, it would be in the bottom of my description too because I believe it populated the description. Yeah, it should. I take that back. We're doing like the double stream today. Go down to the description. There's going to be a link in the description. It's going to open up a form. Drop that in there. Drop your question in the form. Yeah, that's right. Everything should have carried over. Everything should have carried over. Yeah, first time yeah, we tried the to stream didn't. it. So you might want to double check, um, but, yeah. but it should have. Yeah. First time we tried that, we're trying to stream in two locations at the same time. Vile Vault um, says that they do biweekly content, but on YouTube for less than a year. The type of channel is documentary. Um, oh, the goal cool. of the channel is to educate and spread awareness to others. And the question is, what should be the ratio of likes to subs to 1,000 views? That is, how many likes and subs should you get for 1,000 views to be sure that you're standing out well for your community? Every content creator and every video that you publish is going to be different. So yeah, overthinking it. I think. Yeah, you're yeah. overthinking it. So when it comes to uh, when it comes to to YouTube, there are a lot more factors involved than just the likes. And even when it comes to likes, there's even nuance with that. So if you look in the, I believe it's the Google Help pages in their YouTube section, one thing oh, that yeah, they explain that is a nuance of YouTube likes is that let's say that D every video that he watches, he hits the like button because the content creator's like, hey, make sure you like this. And he's like, hey, I'm a YouTuber too. I'm I get here. it. I'm going to hit this like button to help you out. And because I'm enjoying the content. If D does that on every single video, but me, I'm more reserved. Let's say that I only like the video, regardless of what the content creator says to me. I only like the video if I like really got tons of value of that video. And I only do it at the end once I've experienced the content. Then in that particular case, if I hardly ever like a video, but then I like a video, it's going to carry more weight in the system than D's likes because D likes every single video that he watches on YouTube and he always does it right at the beginning when the content creator is telling him to do it. I'm that kind of guy. So because of that, you know, the likes that you're getting, um, you know, some of them are even weighted more, you know, important, so to speak, than other likes. So when it comes to 
the, you know, the likes that you're getting on your videos, there's that whole thing. Um, but then there's also, if you look at all of your videos, all of them are going to have a different ratio in terms of the, you know, uh, the views to likes, um, and subs to likes, com or uh, subs to views, likes to views, comments to views, all that. They're all going to have different ratios. Um, so because of that, don't focus too much on that, but use that as an idea. If you're not doing a call to action to likes, if you are doing a call to action, then all you're going to be using that for is to see how well people take your recommendation. But if you're not doing a call to action on likes, but people are liking your video a lot, then you can use that as a gauge to just get a real idea of how people are enjoying your content. If you're not doing the call to action, then it just helps you be a little bit more accurate on like, okay, I didn't prompt any of these people to like it, but they liked it anyway. So because of that, these videos got a lot more likes on them. So my community is probably enjoying these types of videos better. So Mackenzie said, Mackenzie Mill says, my description is populated. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we, we literally set up my channel to go live one minute before yeah. we hit the go live button. We were mm -hmm. sitting here. I was like, you know what? Let's try to stream this on my channel. And it was like one minute before we went live. So we just quickly did it, and I didn't even get a thumbnail in there. So it's kind of a kind of a test. Yeah. And hey, really quick, if you are joining us, what we're doing is we're talking about all things related to YouTube. Um, this is all free. Um, this is a uh, Q&A. So the questions that we're answering here during the stream, currently we're pulling from pulling them from the form that is down in the description um, of, the, of the stream that you're watching right now. From time to time, we'll pull them out of the chat as well if we see something where we're like, yeah, we need to you know, like address that or whatever. Um, but most of the questions that we're pulling are from that form. So feel free to go down to the description, find that form, put your question in there, and, um, and hopefully we can get to it on the stream today. So our next question is from iPhone Chris. iPhone Chris, um, they do uh, here. Uh, the type of channel is fun. No real goals for the channel. The question is, um, I emailed you yesterday morning. Okay, I will um, look in there. So my public email, I usually look at that like once a week. Um, so when I get in there to look at that, which will probably be on Tuesday, um, then then I'll respond to that uh, when I see it. Uh, the next uh, channel here is History Lady Sonia. History Lady Sonia says, oops, I just popped hey, that Sonia. out of that little area that it was locked into there. There we go. Um, let's see here. History Lady Sonia says that they do entertainment and education content. The goal of the channel is I intend to make YouTube my full-time job. And the question is, is it true that entertainment videos are promoted more than educational ones? In which category should I place my videos in that case? Thank you. So um, entertainment videos are typically more broad audience if they're real entertainment. So for example, like if, if you have a video that you're like if the type of entertainment that you're doing is content that I could enjoy, content that somebody half my age could enjoy, and content that my mother could enjoy, then the likelihood of Your that mother. getting in front of more people, as long as people are enjoying it, is going to be much greater than... Hmm? Your mother. Mine, yeah. Because, you know, I'm adopted. So, But, but um, also... Um, like when it comes to, uh, you know, the educational side, you know, you also have like the market cap of that, you know, of that particular, you know, thing that you're talking about. So for example, me, if I made the perfect video and everybody responded to it, like in the best possible way, I would still cap out at, you know, whatever YouTubers would respond to that because if you're not a YouTuber, the content wouldn't apply. Um, however, if I made a video of me pouring something on D's head and it was hilarious because he didn't expect it then everybody could watch that video forever. And that particular video, as long as somebody liked to laugh, which you know a lot of people do, they could enjoy that particular video. So it's not necessarily that it's guaranteed to do better, it's just that you have a lot more people that could possibly um, enjoy the content. Now with that said, 
there is a lot of value in like niching down and, you know, going after a very specific audience. Um, so, you know, you could be like, you know, a big channel within that space that you operate in if you're doing educational content, even though you might get more like views as the entertainment channel, you know, you have to just decide for yourself, like, you know, what it is that you actually want to do. And since you're going to do it for a job, a full-time job, then you also have to think about like the long game, like, okay, if everything went as I, you know, if, if everything went perfectly as I could imagine it right now for my YouTube channel and in five years from now, would I still want to be doing that same education content? Um, would I still want to be doing that same type of entertainment content, right? Just make sure that you're kind of running through those types of qualifiers and that you're thinking about it long term because whatever it is that you get into if you're going to be doing it you know serious enough that you're going to be doing it for a job that means that you're going to get known for whatever type of content it is that you make so that also means that you're going to probably be like on other youtube channels talking about it you might be on podcasts talking about it you might end up you know going to conferences about that particular thing um, you might you know end up you know working with companies about that particular thing but it's going to just completely um, immerse you in whatever it is that you're doing if you're going to be doing it serious enough that you're going to end up you know going full-time on it i would like to back up just a little bit back it up i want to back it up and kind of workshop this poor drink on d's head comment okay and yeah, we can do it no because let me oh, tell okay because let me tell you how that's Bucket, gonna get it get it now now no <laughs> that would be awesome slime bam yeah that'd be great because let me tell you how that's gonna play out you're gonna pour water on my head and you're gonna put it up on youtube for the world to see mm -hmm. right and then I'm going to send DMCA takedown notices on your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to wait until you get three of those videos cut up into YouTube shorts. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hit you with three copyright strikes at the same time mm -hmm. and delete your YouTube channel. Okay. But like since that? I would upload the content originally and I would have all of the original content, I would have dispute permission. it. And then I would go after that. So it wouldn't necessarily be a DMCA in that particular case. Would I it? could take it down. Because it's not copyright related. You could figure that out. Yeah. You could figure that out. You don't While own I'm this. being attacked. While you're being attacked. <laughs> and I would keep hitting you and keep hitting you. It didn't go how you thought it was going to go, did you? Well, but then I'd put it on like Reddit and other places that would take you a while. And once it's on the internet, down. we know it's on the internet. I would take it all down. <laughs> I would take it you all You would devise down. a series of apparatuses yeah. that yes, would be I able would. to detect it on all the different That's platforms. Right. I would create an apparatus <laughs> through an AI that would detect my image with you through all of the social media platforms, and I would strike every single one of them. All that effort. I would rain effort. I love fire it. down upon you on all of your social media accounts. I got to deal with this like all the time. You guys hear this? I got to deal, deal with that all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, D, how are you? And then I get that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you having a good day? That, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> just put that out there. We do not negotiate with terrorists. All right. So next up, we got Detours with Jeff. Detours with Jeff does hey, daily Jeff. content. Um, the uh, question, um, it's, it's Travel Channel. The goal of the channel is to is growth and to gain a community. The question is, uh, first off, D, long time no see. Where have you been? Uh, I've been to Mexico for two years, mm -hmm. and then I came back to well, Thailand. You've been back for like a year now. I've been back. So, well, yeah. I know. Well, yeah. That's where I've been, and I'm yeah, just okay, kind of okay, laying okay, it out okay. there because right. it's been a long okay. time since I've started there. Jeff. Okay, start there. Yep, yeah. got it. Start there. Yeah. I've been to Mexico, mm -hmm. and I came back to Thailand, yeah. and I've been chilling in Thailand, kind of like uh, just doing some other things and uh, pulled myself together with scotch tape. Yeah. And... Uh, 
<laughs> no, uh, yeah, I've just been chilling, man. Just kind of mm-hmm. like rethinking about what I want to do and how I want to do it. And, and Scotch uh, tape, since you got it here, it doesn't even stick. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, yeah, Southeast Asian Scotch tape is not like Scotch tape back home. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. So people, I love when people make videos about um, what, what what's that uh, command strips. Yeah, like oh, just buy command strips and like put it on the wall, and you can yeah. hang all this stuff on it. Ma- do you know what would happen to this wallpaper here if we put command strips I on it? I use command strips at home. Yeah, at, at your, at your, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, but here, do you yeah, know It's what on concrete, happened? not on wallpaper. Yeah. yeah. It would rip all of that wallpaper down. Yeah, yeah. it would. It would. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff's different over here. Tape, all that stuff. Secondly. Yeah. Secondly. I'm just, not a heavy believer in just sharing a video <laughs> and hoping it grows. All over the place. Um, I, want to for- I, I want to force it to grow. And by doing this through word of mouth, there's some good places besides Reddit to share the video. Finally, D, you're, inviting to, you're invited to the wedding when it happens. Whose wedding? Um, this is uh, Detours with Jeff. Man, thank you. Last yeah. I saw him, so, he was he was I'm on, not invited. You, you he was invited. on cruise ships. Oh, nice. I saw he was like running through cruise ships or like documenting his travels on cruise ships. Ooh, and it was nice. really cool because it was like a, a cool element of travel. Nice. I was like, wow, I've I've done a lot of things, never been on a cruise ship. So I was like watching some of his videos and how he was like going through the cruise ships. So nice. It was pretty cool. Nice. Thank you, man. Yeah. Hey, we got a super chat from uh that talks tech. It says for D, buy a coffee. Who's the imposter? Boom. That's what I'm talking about. Boom. Yeah, well, I came second, so that would mean that I would be. Yeah, that would be me. Oh no, I'm going to have a crisis right here live. Yeah. yeah. So, um, in terms of the question that you have, um, so I'm 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 not a heavy believer in just sharing a video and hoping it grows. I want to force it to grow through word of mouth. So, what you need to do in that particular case is you need to make a piece of content that's like highly shareable. You know, like like what you have to do is when you're putting your content together is make something that people would want to share. So, yeah, you know, yeah. for example. You know, since you're doing like a travel channel, pouring drinks on my head would not be something that people would want to share. Since you're doing a travel channel, then in that case, like making something that would, you know, emotionally, you know, connect with somebody to where they'd want to share it with somebody that they care about or something like that, that might be something. Or showing, you know, like putting the, the video together in a way that shows everything that's just so gorgeous that, you know, people see it and they're like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. I want to share this like with whoever and let them know that I want to go there, or, like whatever the thing is, um, you know, those types of things to get other people talking about them. Um, but when it comes to other websites, of course, you do have Reddit, um, but you also have uh, Pinterest as well to where you can post your videos there. Um, when you make your posts on Pinterest, some of those can actually show up in YouTube or uh, Google search and the other textual search engines also. Um, so Pinterest can be, you know, a good place that you can get traffic from if you make search-based content. Um, but in terms of, you know, people, you know, sharing it by word of mouth, I believe that your best gains will actually come from YouTube and getting people to respond well to your content on YouTube. Like if you can, if you can learn how to, you know, get people to click at a competitive rate, and you might already, you know, be doing this, but if you can learn how to get people to click at a competitive rate and get people to enjoy the content at a competitive rate, um, then in that particular case, or, you know, be satisfied by the, you know, content, then in that particular case, like, you know, YouTube's going to do all the heavy lifting for you and you're not going to have to, you know, spend a bunch of time sharing your content out and things like that. So, um, because of that, I would just focus all of your efforts on like, how can I make the best possible content as uh, you know, for everyone. And, uh, you know, through that, uh, you know, through that process, oh, oh, Jeff Eatley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. I see. I, I see this is, 
Um, so basically when you are uh, putting your content out, just learning how to get that response here. But I mean, you're doing okay. You know, um, like you have this video here that has 2000 views on it. The one before that 1.1 thousand. Um, so, you know, some of your content's doing like, okay, you got 4.6 thousand views on this one. So, you know, people are responding to what it is that you're doing. Um, but, but now that you have data behind your videos, go through with a fine tooth comb and really start trying to really start trying to understand like, okay, when I do these types of things, you know, do people stick around, right? And you can use your audience retention reports for that. And also look topically as well. You know, like when I make content about, you know, traveling to these places, do people respond better? When I share these types of stories, do people respond better? When I'm doing, uh, you know, when I'm going, you know, on the cruise things, do people respond better there? And start to understand all of that stuff about your content and then just fine tune things over your time, over time, and then let YouTube do all the heavy lifting for you. Roberto Blake in the house. Roberto Blake. He up? says, uh, if I get married, you're both invited to the wedding. All First right. of all, that would be amazing, man. Yeah. I would love to come to that. He said, he says, but if I don't, you're invited to join my evil empire. We offer health care and you'll be assigned 10 henchmen each. Nice. Nice. I'm cool. I'm down for either of those. Yeah. Cool for either of those. Yeah, that works yeah. out. That works out yeah. either way. <laughs> either way, that works out. Yeah. I would even be fine with like half the henchmen. Yeah, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be fine with that. Like five. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take split five. The, I'll split the henchmen with yeah. you. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Or so, hench yeah. women. Yeah, hench people. Hench people. Yep, hench people. Yeah, so so D gets five, I get five, you know, just to kind of save you, you know, on the henchman, hench person budget. They, them, yeah. henchmen. Yep, <laughs> yep, to save on the hench person budget. Um, yeah, we each get five. We're in the evil empire. You know, we, we know the Sith Lord. So yep. we can be like, oh, yeah, I know, I know Roberto. Yeah. Right. People are like, have you, have you, have you we'll, ever seen him? We'll we'll oh yeah, get, we've seen him. We we'll know try Roberto. to get through the main doors right. and they'll like shoot us away. It's like, no, 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 this no, is no, true no, story. As they're dragging no, us away. No. You know what it'll be like? Okay. This is a true story. The very first, I think the first and the second VidCon I ever went to. So in case you don't know, when Roberto Blake speaks at an event. Packed house. If, yeah. Packed it's house. a packed house yeah. and it's not unusual for them to put him in the wrong room. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think my first two VidCons, I'm, I'm going to talk about the first one. Roberto was speaking, and they should have put him in the largest room VidCon had. Yeah. Because it was absolutely, it was standing room only. They had to turn people away. They had to turn people yeah. away. Yeah. And we were I, remember, all, I was trying to get in there, too. Yeah, yeah we were all, and we were all like yeah. on the two-buddy team together, and we yeah. were trying to get in. We're yeah. like, hey, we know Roberto. Like, hey, Roberto. Yeah. Back like, here. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to get in. Yeah. We couldn't even get in yeah. to see our own dude speak. Yeah. Yep. Like, so that's what it's going to be like when he's like the, the evil overlord of the galaxy. Right. We're right. going to be like, hey, we know Roberto. Yep. Like, get back. Yeah. Get Ots. back. Yeah. Like, we know Roberto. Yep. Remember you gave us hench people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Roberto, yeah. back here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So uh, let's hear. So next. True, that was a true story, man. Like, if you get a chance to see Roberto live, yeah, go, yeah. you got to go and go early. That, yep. That's life tip right there. Yeah, that that particular that particular one. Um, I wasn't in there, but I got to watch a video that Roberto posted about it later. Yeah, I think the 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 specific one that you're talking about. Um, I think that's the one where he declared the end of uh, uh, variety channels. Yeah, that was yes. his like you know his his death stamp on the uh, yeah. on those yeah. 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 So, um, beat juggernauts. Oh, we got a beat channel. Nice. No, awesome. Oh, really quick. Uh, uh, super chat. Uh, her hair review says, Nick, I noticed that sometimes you set the live notifications early. Sometimes not. How do you decide when to schedule, um, and, uh, thumbnail your live early? So what I do is from time to time, I will put them like way early to see if it makes a difference or not. And it never does. So, um, so because Isn't of that, that weird, yeah, it is. So when I do that and I put them out early, I'm like, okay, let's just see if anything's changed. Let's put them out like way early and see, you know, if it matters or not. Um, and that's 
particular case, it doesn't. So, um, uh, so because of that, I'm like, you know what, I'll just, you know, I'll just do it just like a little bit right before we go live. That's the only thing, like, it's nothing special. There's nothing, you know, anything weird that I'm doing there. Um, it's all just like, you know, there isn't a difference on if I do it ahead of time or if I do it later, um, the response is still about the same. Roberto says, I'm laughing so hard right now. This is VidCon yep, 2018. Listen, yeah. you might think that we were exaggerating with what happened to VidCon. Yeah. That, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. You would have thought, who's like, who's, who's a hot artist? Like, who's somebody where people would like line up, like, give me something. These days? Yeah, I don't know, I don't 2018. Know. Um, Travis Scott? Oh, t 2018, I'm Tra not sure, but Travis Scott, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Like, yeah. you would have thought, just a like uh, like I don't know Taylor Swift was like hey Taylor Swift just showed up and she's in this room yeah it would not only was it like you could, it was standing room only they closed the doors and there was still like a hundred people in line just waiting for people to leave mm. so like hoping people would leave it was just they were lined up down the hallway to actually get in and like around the room it was incredible and it was at that moment I was like I'll follow that guy anywhere. Right. right. I'll follow Roberto anywhere. If yeah. he wants to take over the galaxy, I'm with him. Yeah. You're like, you're like, man, can I just get a lightsaber? It's all I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. It's all I'm asking. <laughs> no, just a lightsaber. Was... I don't I don't I don't want much. Just a lightsaber and a hut on some moon somewhere. Yeah. No, but no, but that was like that was a cool moment though. Like, because I was fairly new to YouTube at the time, but that was a really cool moment because I was just like, wow. No. Like that's really cool. Like he's in the education space. Right. Right, like he's not like an entertainment channel, right? right? Like he, right. you know, with like ten million subscribers, right? Like he's in the same space that I am, yep. and, and he, in demand like that, and he yeah, just totally. did that. Yep. I was like, wow, like yep. that was so inspiring. Yep. Like I don't think I ever told you that, Roberto, but that was like yep. super inspiring to witness. Yep. So yeah, that was a moment. Never forget it. Next up, we've got Beat Juggernauts. Beat Juggernaut yeah. says um, that they don't have a channel. They're getting ready to start it. The type of channel is going to be a resource channel for music production. Um, the goal of the channel is to help beginner, novice music producers. And says, good morning. How important is a why started this channel video? Also, what should be the focus on the first few orders uh, or the first few videos in order to establish a channel? So the focus on the first few videos in order to establish the channel is to think about the content long term that you're going to be pu publishing on the channel and just get to work, right? As yeah. Renee Ritchie would say, get to contenting, right? Get, you know, start putting the content out there. Um, when it comes to the importance of the why started this channel video since you are just starting the channel up um, having that type of video is great for the people that are that are wanting that additional context right so you have you know, some people that are just going to watch the videos, they're not ever going to look at your channel page, you know, things like that. You're going to have that group of people. Um, but then you're also going to have the group of people that are going to watch one of your videos and be like, wow, this is great. I'm, I want to go find more. Those people are going to click on your username and that's going to land them by default on your YouTube channel homepage. So because of that, you want to, um, if you want to, you know, especially since you're just getting started with the channel, you can have a video there that lets them know what it is that you're going to be doing, what it is that you're going to be offering, um, you know, exactly what it is you're trying to accomplish with the channel, who exactly you're trying to help and things like that to give them better context in terms of like hey is this something that i want to be a part of because at first they only have those first like you know handful of videos that you put out to make their decision from but when they have that video then it just gives them a little bit more context now keep in mind you don't have to make that video you can just let the videos themselves speak for themselves um, but if you wanted to add that video that's just one more um, bit of context that you're giving for people that you know would be looking for more information about what the future the future of your channel might be but keep in mind you can 
can also do that same exact thing on your about me page. But if you're like, Hey, I want to, I just want to, you know, do all of the stuff, um, and just make sure that I give myself every possible chance. Then in that case, make that um, video for non-subscribers, make it a trailer, letting them know exactly what it is that you're doing, how you're going to, you know, um, help them out in terms of, you know, through the music production and, you know, Hey, if you're a beginner or you're a novice, you know, producer, then, you know, I'm going to be teaching you, you know, this software and, you know, I'm going to teach, be teaching you some of these concepts and more, blah, blah, blah. And just let them know, you know, why it is that you're doing it. Man, I teeter with that so often. So it's no secret that I'm like really like, you know, I've been kind of burned out on my YouTube channel and stuff like that, trying to figure out what I want to do. And I keep going back and forth with that so much. It's like, man, I already just like, I already just do a channel because I'm like, you know, mixing and ma mixing and mastering and all the mm -hmm. all the music for creator mix and like making music and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I should just do a channel for that. Yeah. And then every time I think about that, I, I, you know, like the little devil and the angel pops up on the shoulder and there was like, but you'll end up hating music if you do that. Mm, like you're going to end up hating what you're doing if you force yourself to do that. Mm, so that's, and then I'm always like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Mm, like I want to keep that like a super. Why do you think you'd end up hating it because of that? It's like everything else, man. Like when you're forced to do something like on that sketch, like I don't want to get in that hamster wheel and start running for something that i enjoy so much okay because that that's such a that for you me, don't think sharing stuff no, about it would also help would also be enjoyable not on a schedule okay and not with pressure okay right because in order to do something on youtube it comes with that pressure of right. like succeeding right because if you're not doing it to where like nobody's going to see it then what's, then what's, the, what's point? the point of yeah, making it totally. right so if you're going to do it you want to put the work into it to make sure that people can see it to get the value out of right. it right i don't want that pressure okay Right, because that's kind of like an end of the day or like, you know, start the day, set the mood. Okay, I'm going to be in a good mood, do this sort of thing. I never want to be in a situation like, where it's like, oh, I got to shave. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got to like, shave. I'm getting ready to make videos. I got to shave. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Like, I got to make sure all this, all these things are done. Oh, man, they're doing construction outside or mm. what, you know, getting frustrated. Getting but frust yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to sense. connect that, that frustration yeah. with something that I enjoy doing so much. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I talk myself out of it all the time. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Renee says you want you want to make a Star Wars channel. Search your feelings, D. Yes, you know this to be true. Do not underestimate the power is of Star Renee Wars in here? channel. Oh, yeah. there he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have the same <laughs> thoughts about like, yeah, I want to I want to go down this road. Oops. But that, man, it's a real commitment. Anyone yeah. in here who's been on YouTube for any amount of time, you know the commitment that's necessary to start a channel and start walking down that road. Yeah. And it's you know it's easy to say things like. Well, I won't take it so seriously, hmm. but like, but you know, you will. Like, it's inside of you. Like, you can't yes, not. Yeah, I, yes, I guess. Yeah. It, it's built inside of us yeah. to want to do well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, maybe a Star Wars channel. Maybe a cosplay thing. I don't know. I don't know. Dynasty, Dynasty Trades in Five. Thank you for the super chat. It says super it's ten thirty eight uh, a.m. where I am, and I just want to say thanks for making my Saturday mornings awesome. I listen while I mow the lawn clear out the garage, et cetera, and your show makes life uh, tasks much more palatable. Thank you for the kind words. Super, super appreciate that. Thank you. And um, and enjoy mowing the lawn. Um, also, hope hope the, the sun is shining in your favor and that you have mm. the nice perfect Ooh. temperature while you're out there smelling the grass and enjoying that whole moment. Hope that's all uh, a, a great moment for you right now. Mowing so thank the, you for the kind words. I, I really appreciate mowing it. Mowing the grass for me is like washing the dishes. It's like a, it's like a zen moment. Mm. I used to love mowing grass. Not me. Like when I was younger, man, I used to love cutting grass. Not me. Like that was a Dude, thing. you can come over to my place and cut the grass anytime you want. Like I, huh? You can come over to my place and cut the Dude, grass you like anytime a, you want. Th that's not like a. It's still grass. You can cut it. I could cut that with like scissors in like, like an hour. Then do it. <laughs> if you love do it, it, do it. Get over there. No, yeah. I, no let me refer to I love yeah. sitting on like a, a on a like a ride mower, mower, riding around with some headphones on, and having like a large track of land to to, okay. to mow. 
Yeah, I don't know if you know this. I, I, I mowed uh, Shelby stuff sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I used to mow the entire Kingsgate areas. Oh, wow. I didn't grass, know that. All of it. Wow, I didn't know that. Every yard. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, when I was like 16. Holy cow. I don't like 100 yards in there. I would like mow it. Wow. And like by the time I got finished with one, it was time to start over it again. Wow. I did that for like a summer. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like 100, like 100 a week. It was well, crazy. Learn something new every day. And I loved it. Here's the thing where Renee was talking about doing a Star Wars channel. I thought about that. I was like, man, I already build some. I already build a Star Wars set. Here. Your cosplay stuff too. Like you know, you could do that stuff too because you like to, you're really good at building stuff. Like a Star Wars set, like the Cantina. Mm. Like build the Millennium Falcon would be too tough unless it's inside the Millennium Falcon, right? Not the cockpit. That's too much. But like, or build like the Cantina, and then have like Renee come on and like have Roberto come on. Like we can just talk Star Wars stuff. Just sit around like a little podcast. Yeah. 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 The cantina. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It is good. See, now I'm going to think about, I'll end up hating Star Wars. Yeah. Wait and see. Wait and see. <laughs> Renee will come on about yeah. this is the way. I'm like, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way. This is not the way. <laughs> this is not the way. Shut up. It's the other way. <laughs> it's yeah. the other way. Wrong way. <laughs> so uh, Rachel Smets is our uh, next question here. Hey, Rachel, I hope you're doing uh, fantastic. Says um, the type of channel is educational, informational, and inspirational. Um, the goal of the channel is to get more views and leads for coaching clients. The question is title question being compelling. My channel is about escaping the nine to five and making money from anywhere. Keywords like quit your job, work from home are highly competitive. So I need to add the compelling element. So really quick, they are competitive. Um, but you know, keep in mind that, you know, people are looking for those things. So like if people are thinking about those things, like quitting my job and you're, you have that quitting, you know, my job in, in a title, that's something that, you know, will stand out to those people, but says, um, let's see here. Does the title need to reflect the content entirely? Um, so what you have to think about there, hold on really quick. It says, I have a video with four questions to ask yourself if you should quit your job. Title, should you quit your job? Um, but I don't like this because it's too competitive. So um, um, when you are thinking about your title, the very first thing that you have to think about is if somebody is getting presented this content onto YouTube, what about this would make them click, right? So when it comes to like, should you quit your job? If somebody's, you know, thinking of quitting their job, just by just that by itself, they would, you know, be likely to click on that because it's something that they're, you know, dealing with at that point in time, something that they're considering. Um, so because of that, just by this, you know, informational titles, what I call a title like this, um, in that particular case, you know, that would be, you know, technically enough. But, you know, should you quit your job, um, you know, uh, three, uh, three, uh, uh, dangers of, uh, should you quit your job? Three, um, unknown dangers of doing bar three unknown dangers of, you know, doing so or something like that. Then in that particular case, it's like, okay, well, if I was going to go past that and it's something that I'm thinking about, I'm like, ah, you know what? I've watched a hundred of those videos, but then it says like, Hey, these are some dangers of actually, you know, doing that or some things you got to, you know, consider beforehand, whatever that in that particular case, it's like, oh, okay, well now it's not just, should I quit my job? This is stuff that like, you know, could, you know, maybe, you know, by this particular title suggesting this, maybe it's something that, you know, it could, you know, super negatively, you know, impact me, you know, in some way, or there might be something that they are going to share that I don't know about. So because of that, I feel a need to click on, you know, this particular video, right? So that's kind of the difference when it comes to, you know, adding like compelling, um, compellingness to stuff. So really, like these days, like I, I like 
because we have, you know, all of these AI tools, right? Because we have, you know, TubeBuddy that does AI stuff. We've got vidIQ that does AI stuff that we talked about earlier. We've got TubeSpanner that does AI stuff. We've got ChatGPT. We've got all these title, you know, generators that are um, out there all over the place. There's also a bunch of other like YouTube tools that do this stuff too. So like, because you have all of these things at your disposal, like one thing that you can do if you're like, okay, I'm having trouble, you know, doing that side of things is use one of these tools and like put in your base, you know, title and just see the stuff that it comes up with and just keep workshopping it, you know, keep hitting, you know, to get, you know, additional options or whatever until you find something that you're like, yeah, if I were to see this on a homepage and I was getting ready to quit my job, I would click on this. Like I wouldn't have a choice, but to click on this particular, you know, piece of content. Right. So, but also keep in mind when it comes to your titles, your titles are only half of the, you know, equation. Cause you have uh, or a third technically, cause you have the actual topic of the video, which is, you know, about quitting your job, but then you also have your, your thumbnail and then you have your title, the thumbnail and the title, they always work together as a team to win the click. Right. So because of that, you also have to think about like, okay, if this title um, is compelling or not is one thing, but also how good is your thumbnail at, you know, grabbing somebody's attention who would be in that particular situation of possibly quitting their job. So, you know, showing imagery of like frustration and, you know, things related to work frustration and, and would be, you know, something that you'd want to consider. And as part of that, if you're like, I don't even know what that would look like, then go to um, Adobe stock or stock.adobe.com, I think it is for the actual address. Or just type in Adobe stock and you don't want to click on their actual financial stock. You want to click on the actual stock, you know, image website and just go there or any stock image website. It doesn't have to be Adobe and just start typing in and everybody here can do this same exact thing. If you're like, you know what? I don't know how to express this idea that I have through imagery for this particular video. Go to any stock website on the internet or even go to Google images. Stock sites are better because with stock sites, it's people that actually work professionally to illustrate ideas through imagery. So because of that, just go to any stock site. You can try Google images first if you want, but go to any stock site and, and start putting in, you know, the, 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 the basic idea of your video and start seeing the things that start seeing how other people represent that same idea that you have, because if people are, you know, representing it in that way and you find that common theme, then you can probably lean on that as something to where it's like, okay, this is what people are using to express this idea. So because of that, I'm going to, you know, incorporate some of that into my thumbnail to kind of help, you know, um, grab the attention of those people that I'm trying to reach through how other people are expressing this idea that I'm trying to share in this video. But um, like stock sites and, and even Google images for those types of ideas, just for inspiration, um, is is a fantastic place to like really uncover um, or really just get, you know, just get really good ideas for, you know, ways that you can put your thumbnails together to express a certain idea. Next up, we have Spiritual tra spiritual Travels Recovery. Um, they do guitar, spiritual, meditation, and cooking content. The goal of the channel is to help people with their recovery from addiction, drugs, food, etc. And the question is, I need to learn how to edit for longer cooking videos. I did a short on Kato Cake and it did well. I'm wanting to follow it up with an actual tutorial. Um, so this isn't a question. So um, so I'm going to guess that your question is like, you know, how do you actually, you know, put that video together? So what you want to do is when you're recording the footage itself, you want to make sure that you are, um, you know, recording for the edit that's going to make the editing process easier for you. So for example, you know, if you're making a cooking video, you don't necessarily need to keep, leave the camera running the entire time that you're, you know, cooking the food, but instead, you know, you put it on one thing and you're like, okay, um, yeah, I'm going to be mixing this dish up. So, you know, I'm going to be talking about this, you know, 
certain thing here for like, you know, X amount of minutes. So because of that, I'm going to just put the camera on this thing that I'm mixing up. I'm just going to record this for, you know, three minutes or something, you know, while I'm doing that or two, if you think you would use it for that long, just so you have, you know, the additional footage. And then, you know, when you do that next step, when you're sprinkling the stuff in all those things, just hit record when you're doing those instead of recording everything and then saying like, Hey, now I got to take all this footage and sift through it and try to find, you know, the content that I need. And, um, and by doing that, it'll help you get through that process, uh, faster. But there's also tons of videos on YouTube on like how to edit videos. And if you have a very specific software that you're using, which you will, um, to edit your videos or an app, hop on YouTube, how to edit, edit videos with, and then put ever, you know, whatever piece of software or app that you're going to be using in, um, in there. Next question, we got Beth Adams Official. Beth Adams Official does daily content. The um, type of channel is lifestyle and motherhood. The goal of the channel is to help moms be resourceful starting from what they already have and learn to thrive in the process. The question is, what do you think my first step should be? I'm just coming back to YouTube, um, trying on the shorts format. Main problems, I believe, are niche down, not great editing. Um, can these topics all be under the motherhood niche? Uh, Mama four. Mama four work from home upcycling DIY business. Okay. So, um, under the motherhood, no, because yeah, that's a very wide net because if, if you're going under motherhood, then you'd be talking about things specific to motherhood and all moms are not doing DIY businesses and all moms are not working from home or running businesses from home. Um, they're also not doing, you know, missionary, you know, family stuff, things like that, or recipes and motivation. So what you have to think about is when you are putting your videos together is if a mom, if that's who you're trying to reach, um, were to see your content on their homepage, would a mom, somebody that is, you know, that you're trying to teach things about motherhood, which would probably be a new mother in that case, would they be likely to respond to, you know, that particular topic of the video? Um, that's the exercise that you want to run through because, you know, for example, I mean, you could say technically a mom could respond to a motivational video, which is true, but how you package that up is going to matter based on, you know, who it is that you're targeting. So since you're targeting mothers, then in that particular case, you should add four mothers into a lot of your titles because that's who you're wanting to click on your videos. I mean, you have mothers clicking on your videos and they're enjoying your content, then you're going to improve the likelihood of other mothers that are enjoying YouTube like they are also, you know, um, being served that content. So because of that, you know, just make sure that you're targeting, you know, mothers from the outside in terms of either with your thumbnails um, and or your titles. And then of course, making sure every topic is something that is laser focused towards motherhood and not just, you know, somebody that is a mom could enjoy this content because then that would apply to every video on YouTube um, because, you know, moms enjoy, you know, everything I'm sure as you know. So, or there's some moms that, you know, enjoy moms in general, I'm guessing enjoy everything. I don't know. I'm not a mom, but the, yeah, right. That's not what I meant, but yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's some mom out there that enjoys everything. Right. Moms yeah. enjoy everything where I teach you absolutely everything. everything. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the places where, where it's kind of falling short is like, you know, um, you know, throwing in like recipes. Recipes are great if it's targeted towards 
a mom, right? And if it's clear that it's a recipe that's helping a mom do something specific, you know, recipes uh, for, you know, healthy food for a newborn. Um, I don't even know if you give newborns food. I don't know how that whole thing works, D. I don't, I don't know. That's why I don't have a newborn. Yeah. Anymore. So like, uh, so for that one, you know, like keep... not sure, but the same thing with like motivational homeschooling, <laughs> even with homeschooling, you also have to think, and this is why you always hear people talking about understanding who it is that you're trying to reach with your content, because even like with the homeschooling thing, right? So like not every mom is going to be homeschooling their kids and not every kid is going to be of homeschool age. So because of that, you also got to think about like, okay, where am I trying to get people in this, in their process of being a mother? Am I going after new moms? Am I going after moms that are, you know, it, you know, dealing with their kids and these like, I think it's called like terrible twos or something like that. Am I dealing with like teenage mobs that are trying to, you know, deal with the frustrations of dealing with like their teenager? Like what exactly is it that I'm going after and who is it that I'm trying to serve? Dude, I can't keep plants alive. <laughs> I cannot keep plants alive. Don't ask me. Don't even look at me when you ask the yeah, question about right. it. Don't even look in my direction when you ask about newborns. <laughs> I don't know. Ron Strains and Things, thanks for the super chat. Man says, um, thinking about changing super my channel, chat. I branded for the ability to uh, I branded for the ability to change email and allow partners limited access. I know I will lose a lot of comments, which stinks. Um, any other cons to consider? So um, you can give people access to your channel um, through the permissions option. You don't even have to move your channel to a brand account for that. Yeah. So yeah, so you don't. can. Yeah. So, so you can, you can, yeah, some, some weird things can happen. Like, um, um, I've been in more than one situation where moving a channel from a you lost, know, regular channel to a brand account. I lost my custom URL. URL. Yeah. I lost my custom URL by yeah. changing from a, a personal to a brand account. The only reason I was able to get that back, everybody at YouTube was like, yeah, well, you lost it. Sorry about your luck. Yeah. The only reason I was able to get it back was, was, yeah. Through somebody chat. through through yeah. your chat, yeah, it was chat through your chat. So because yeah. at that point in time, um, you know, when you had over hundred thousand subscribers, you got yeah, you you had like you know direct chat to YouTube, which we yeah. still have, you know, now. Um, so at that time, I just hit them up and I'm like, hey, this is what yeah. we're dealing with, whatever, and they were able to help us. Yeah, um, but otherwise, chat, you know, yeah, otherwise chat. he would have just been, you know, yeah. he would have just been out in that yeah. situation. Fuck yeah, gone. Yeah. So just be, just be careful. So um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Like, you know, like if things don't transfer, you know, like if everything isn't done perfectly, um, then, you know, you can run into those sorts of issues. So just be, just be super careful when you're, when you're, uh, when you're doing that. Yeah. Another thing that happened also is you had a bunch of subscribers on that channel and all of them are gone. Like, like yeah, basically yeah. the extra channel that it created for the management. Yeah. That's where everything moved to yeah. instead of, you know, holding on to the URL and all the subscribers yeah, that yeah, subscribe yeah, that channel totally and all that. I yeah. totally regret changing yeah, it with your brand account. Yeah. Like, if you're starting the account from from zero, like, hey, I'm starting a new YouTube account, create it as a brand account. Right. I can't, in good faith, recommend anybody go from an from a from an account that's doing well. Like, yeah. hey, I'm doing really well with my YouTube right now or my yeah. YouTube channel. I'm going to change it to a brand account. And in most cases, unless you're like selling uh, it, because yeah. they've added the permissions features and yeah. stuff. So unless you're selling it, let in, them, in most cases, you don't even need to do let that them anymore. change it to a brand account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it. Do what you want to do. I wouldn't do it. Right. Just from my own personal experience, it was a nightmare. So um, next up, we have Kids Learn and Grow. Kids Learn and Grow says um, the type of channel is kids learn while playing with toys, and the goal of the channel is to have fun and earn a little extra cash. Question is, good morning. Um, good morning, morning to you. Says, um, I'm trying to make videos, uh, trying to make groups and analytics, um, and the option to add the videos with the video ID. Where do I find the ID? Thanks for your help. So if you go to, uh, if you open up the actual video itself, um, the ID is actually part of the URL. So for example, um, I'm gonna go here to this live stream since you'll be able to see this actually on the, um, on the channel. Give me one second to go to my channel. 
So if you look at this live stream, if you look at the URL up at the very top, um, you're going to see youtube.com slash watch question mark V equals the information that comes after the equals right there is the channel ID for this piece of content. So when you are trying to grab that, um, that, you know, channel ID or that video ID, that's where you want to, uh, that's where you want to grab that. So Ron was saying his main issue is that he needs to change the associated email. So I don't think you can do that. I, Say it again, what? Ron just needs to change the email that's associated with the account. Yes. Right. Yeah, so you can, yeah, if you're just changing the email, I'm pretty sure I you can. Renee, Renee's in here, YouTube oh, creator yeah. liaison. Uh, Renee, can you confirm on this? I tried to change an email account that was associated with, with it, and I couldn't do it. Chad said I couldn't change the actual email. So, and I know I know you can you change the email of your Google account. On the Google, you're right. Yeah. But to, the one that's like, when you create your YouTube account, I think, unless it's been changed, because it was about a year and a half ago or so, I think you're stuck with that. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't had to. Yeah. I haven't had to do that for any reason. I could have had somebody bad on chat too. That could have been. That's not. Yeah, that that happens sometimes. They misunderstand the question or something. He says um, we uh, just launched Delegance, so you can do a lot more. For example, um, managers and editors can now make but not delete community posts for you um, via the main YouTube app. Permissions are getting better. Awesome. He says you might be able to add an email and after a cooldown change owner. He says that he'll check. Yeah, okay. Thank cool, you. cool. 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 Yeah. Thank you. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, especially, uh, you know, because people change like here's the big thing, right? Here's the big thing. Like a lot of times people created their YouTube account like before everybody was getting hacked, for example. Yeah. Right. Here's my YouTube account. And maybe you use that same email as like your public facing email account. And just for security purposes, you're like, you know what? I just want to change my email accounts. And, no, and, you know, they've already got my email account because yeah. I published it. Um, Step one is change just to change it. that in your business inquiry because right. that, that part's easy. Right. And then that way, if somebody goes in, right. they'll at least see that instead. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I can totally understand why you would want to change it just for security purposes alone. I get that. Memories Good. Tech Tips, um, they do tech content. The goal of the channel is to get monetized um, and have a passive income. And the question is, at the start of my channel, um, free software videos were a huge hit. And in a poll, most people said that they want more free software videos on my channel. I've made numerous, but they don't do as good as the first ones. Why is that? I've doubled down, but have not seen the same results. So keep in mind when it comes to software tutorials, um, when people come into those, in a lot of cases, they're trying to learn the software. And then once they learn the software, they're out of there because they get it to that certain point where they understand. So because of that, you need a constant influx of people that are also trying to learn that software. So you want to make sure that you are making videos about things that, you know, are popular at scale. Um, if you are doing software tutorials for that particular reason, um, same exact thing. If you're making videos that just solve a problem, then in that particular case, it's like, you know, Hey, how do you do this in like Camtasia? Then in that particular case, you go and you look for how to do that in YouTube search video pops up you watch that video you're like sweet thanks maybe you'll like the video maybe you'll subscribe whatever but until you have another problem you might not ever interact with that channel again so it's just part of the thing when it comes to uh, software tutorials so because of that um, I would just make a bunch of like search based content um, based around all of the different problems for that and build your channel as a resource if you're not already doing this build your channel as a resource as as the solution for like a very specific piece of software or for a series of specific software that that all solves a problem for a certain type of you know for a certain type of viewer 
so let me go backwards here. Old old Trish says, and that's her name, not calling her old. Um, <laughs> she says, I just changed my email, no issues. You might be talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, are you talking about the business inquiry email? Because there is a place in there you can easily change your email. We're talking about the email that you use to actually create your channel. And YouTube kind of gets weird about that one in particular. Like that locks it down. Correct me if I'm wrong though. They might have they might have unlocked this thing. I don't know. Hey, really quick, um, when you re have you been recording any of these? Not since I've been back. I have been. Um, I don't think the mic is on. What? Here, the button to turn the mic on. No way. Yeah. So <laughs> any of the ones that you've been recording? Yeah, I just noticed that because I noticed the red over there that said it was recording, but uh, but here you got to turn the mic on too. That? There we go. Yeah. That that's got information it. I could have used yeah. two hours ago. Yeah. That's hilarious. So yeah, yeah I, I looked. I was like, yeah, I don't think that's uh, on, but I didn't know because I didn't. Wow. I didn't see you hit it or turn it off. Wow. So Savannah's funny. art and arts and crafts um, is our next question here. They do arts and crafts. Um, the goal of the channel is just to share my unique crafts with everyone. And the question is, why do I hardly get likes or comments? But I have a lot of returning viewers and unique viewers. What can I do to get more likes and comments on my videos? Um, so you can ask. So when it comes to likes, you know, you can ask them to, you know, to to like the content. But the most important thing you've already got, like they're coming back to your channel, which means they're enjoying your content. So that's a win. Um, but if you do want to get, you know, those likes coming in, then just simply asking people. If you're like, you know, hey, uh, like since you're sharing your crafts while you are showing them your craft, you could say like, you know, hey, if you if you you know like this, make sure you hit the like button. You know, I kind of use that as a feedback or whatever. Um, and when it comes to comments, if you ask a question in your videos, then it makes it really easy for people to comment, because if you say leave a comment and this is just a little tip for everybody, if you do want more engagement, more people to interact with on your channel, when you ask people to leave a comment then you create a block of some kind because what you're saying is like, okay, leave a comment, but there's no additional context. So it's like, okay, well, should I leave a comment about my dog? Should I leave a comment about the video I'm watching? Should I leave a comment about how I feel about the video that I'm watching? Should I leave about a comment about something that happened in the video? And it just creates a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of energy that somebody has to put out. But if you ask a question, and then all people have to do is go down into the comment section to answer that question, then in that particular case, you're making it super easy for people to engage with you. So in your particular case, since you're an arts and craft channel, if you're putting something together, you can say something like, you know, hey, um, you know, I use that, you know, I'm using this particular color right here. I really love this color. Let me know what you think of this color down in the comments. And if you don't like it, let me know what you would actually, you know, what color you would actually use for something like this. And maybe I'll do it in another video or something like that. And by doing that, you're giving them a reason to engage because you're asking that question and you're also making it super easy for them to do so because now all they have to do is be like yeah that would look so much better in red and then they'll go down there and they'll give you their opinion on it which everybody loves to give their opinion so they would come down and give their opinion on it and then um and then you know you'd be able to get the uh the comment there to where you can start you know having conversations with people but 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 seriously, the, the the big thing to to really focus on here, um, and I know you're just kind of looking for those problem areas that you can fix. But the hardest thing you're actually doing that already, which is you're making content that people are enjoying enough that they want to keep coming back and watching more of your content. So like you're doing like one of the hardest things. So like give yourself a pat on the back for that part. Um, and the the things that you're wanting to happen with the comments and likes, like um, the likes, you know, likes and dislikes are you know considered um, when it comes to like you know the, the you know how how the system's interpreting how people are enjoying the content um, comments um, are not so the comments are more about like hey I just want to have you know conversations with people and I want to you know have that community side um, so just you know keep those things in mind as well but again the hard thing the most important thing in terms of like people are enjoying my content enough that they're wanting to come back and watch more like you're you're nailing that part so nice work there 
Um, let's see here. Next up on our list here, we got Lisa Dawson. Lisa Dawson does music content. The goal of the channel, build an audience for my music, grow a community that cares about nature and the beauty in life. The question. For over three years, um, I've been sharing a weekly music video on my channel, mostly cover songs, but my own music too. I'd like to move, move away from doing covers and focus on sharing my own music more. I'd like to pivot my channel so that it's more videos of locations around Northern Ireland of nature and history spots, etc., while featuring songs that I wrote inspired on that location. Do you think this is too much of a pivot for my channel um, or is it best to start over or is it maybe too niche? I'd love um, I'd love you and these thoughts and advice on this. Thank you so much for all that you do. The real MVPs of YouTube. Thank you for the kind words. That is um, so when it comes to, uh, um, you know, you doing things and then using your music as the basically backing track of the adventures that you take or the scenery that they're seeing. Um, one thing that is important to think about is if you are building a channel based on you doing covers and people are responding to that, that's going to be a different type of viewer than somebody that's going to click on a video so that they can, you know, watch adventures in Ireland or so that they can see like scenery in Ireland. So I would just think about, okay, what is it that I'm like, what type of value is it that I'm actually trying to bring here and who, you know, like, who would respond to that um, in terms of, you know, it, like, is this going to be a similar group of people that I'm going to be reaching as that I'm currently reaching with the covers? And in that particular case, I would say no. Since you already know this because you're saying that it's a channel pivot, um, in that particular case, just know that when you do make that switch, you know, people that are already like really engaged in your channel, some of them probably just won't respond to the content. So because of that, um, just understand that you are making a pivot and then just start moving in that direction with the new content that you are putting out and just, you know, make that pivot if that's something that you're wanting to do. But keep in mind that, you know, you will alienate people that do come there, you know, for your covers. Now where it changes is if you go to these awesome locations and instead of just showing them the locations, let's say you start doing like, you know, music videos there, even if it's something basic of like, you know, you in front of like this, you know, awesome scenery or whatever, even if you're kind of small in it or whatever, um, you know, like while your music's playing, you're actually like lip syncing or you have an instrument with you or something like that. So you're making it more of an experience that supports the music, which would then be something that's in a little bit more of alignment of what people that are coming to your channel for are coming there for in the first place. And then by doing that, you're going to be serving, you know, a similar or the same group of people, but you're just going to be giving them a different format of content. Um, so I would just consider, you know, a way that you'd be able to kind of build the bridge between the concepts. Um, if that's something that you even want to consider. Um, but if you, uh, you know, if you are wanting to hold on to some of that, you know, some of that audience that you already have, then I would just try to, you know, think of a way to, you know, to, to make something that they can also enjoy. I don't know why, but that made me think of, do you remember, uh, so this might be before some of your, your time, do you remember Bon Jovi? They did the soundtrack for uh, Young Who? Gun. Bon Jovi. Who's that? I'll, I'll throw this duck stuff at you. <laughs> they did the soundtrack, or they I'm just did, I think they didn't do the whole soundtrack, they did like a, the theme song, I think, for Young Guns. Yes, yeah, yeah. Emilio Estevez mm -hmm. and all, right? Yeah. Billy the Kid, it was the story of Billy the Kid. I, isn't they, that the one, didn't they use like a 12-string guitar for that? One dead or alive. Oh, okay, yeah, different one. Yeah. So that was my first introduction, to even knowing that a twelve string really? guitar existed. Yeah. 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 Um, so bon they did a music video for that. It was called um, "Blaze of Glory," and what well, you're talking about, like you know, making music video. I remember a scene because they shot that like the desert or something like that, like an old drive-in in the desert. And I just remember the scene of Richie Sambora, the guitarist, does a guitar solo. I think it's like the Grand Canyon mm. or something. It's like this crazy thing, and then you know, helicopter things going around. 
Steve Vai, guitar player, yeah. he did something similar. Like it was like Grand Canyon in the winter out on this thing. Have Epic, you ever seen the piano? Have stuff. you ever seen piano guys? No. Dude, check those guys out. They're on like the Great Wall of China with like a grand with a, piano? With a grand piano. Take a that, big, Steve I and, and yeah, Richie it's just like a big, gorgeous, like grand piano. Really? And, yeah, and they're on like the Great Wall of China, just hammering it out. A little yeah. bit after my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. I didn't yeah. See, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, really cool. They have all kinds of really epics. They have they have a lot of like you know just normal content, but they have a lot of really epic stuff like that. Speaking too. of cover songs, really quick, I want to cover this because uh, I see what you did there. I see what I, I did. See, I see we were did. talking about this today. Okay. So you got to be careful. Of oh, covers. yeah. For those of you that make cover music, if yeah. you're making cover music, be careful and make sure you're getting make sure you're getting the proper license. I believe it's a mechanical license to actually make the covers. Um, the Eagles, the band, the Eagles. Who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they have been issuing the Hawks. They have been issuing not copyright claims, but copyright strikes. Mm. No, 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 no. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they, they've been issuing copyright strikes for people who have been covering their songs. Mm. So be extremely careful out there. It's wild on the YouTube streets. Yep. yep. Wild. wild out here in these wild YouTube, on streets. YouTube streets. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Summit the Caffeinated Fury, dig it, says um, that they do entertainment content, the goal of the channels to make others laugh and make connections. The goal, or sorry, the, the, the question is how do I get eyes on my channel? It started. And has less than 10 views. Are there any strategies to help? Thanks. So um, you're just getting started on YouTube. The very first thing I want to let you know is that, you know, where you're at right now is the hardest part of the journey. So, um, you know, most people that, you know, when they're first getting started, the part you're going through right now is going to be the very first step in the filter that discourages people and causes them to quit. And that's because they are, you know, trying to get the process of, you know, editing together and all that. They're trying to figure out the exact content they're putting out and they're publishing videos that are the best that they can make at that moment in time and people aren't responding to them in the way that they would like them to respond to and because of that it's extremely discouraging um, just so you know what you're going through right now is very normal for YouTube and because of that you shouldn't look at it like oh no you know everything sucks and like there's no one gonna be able to do this or anything like that because that's absolutely not the case um, you know some of the biggest creators on the platform started in exactly the same you know position that you're in so I just want to let you know that first um, but second when it comes to YouTube when you publish videos in a lot of cases, you know, when you're first starting out, um, you know, the reason that you end up, you know, hardly getting any views on something is because one, um, you know, it's not optimized properly in the video itself in terms of like YouTube, you know, just having a clear understanding of, you know, who to show it to and whatnot. Um, in, in addition to that, you're just starting in this whole thing. And if you haven't made videos for the internet before for other people to enjoy, and if you've never written, um, you know, any copy or any text that you, you know, are trying to get a response from, and if you've never made an image before that you're trying to leverage to help people recognize that your content something that they might be interested in and then leverage that also to possibly just get them to click you know directly through that those types of things then you know you have to go through the process of learning how to do those things so right now while you're getting started um, the most important thing that you can do right now is to work on the skill sets that are required for the gig so for example you know try to learn as much as you possibly can about editing try to learn as much as you can about presenting your content and by presenting your content I don't mean like if you're on camera yourself uh, if you're on camera yourself you got to learn how to do that too but by presenting your content I mean even if you have a faceless channel or even if you're a gamer you still present your content you know to other people so because of that you have to think of exactly or pay attention to how it is that you're communicating you have to pay attention to you know all the details of what it is that you're doing um, so that you can learn how to do those things you know as good as possible for you know where you're at um, but what I recommend that you do right now 
I know that you want views, um, but what I what I recommend that you work on right now is just work really hard on the skills required to do the thing. Keep making videos, keep publishing videos, and with every video you publish, pay attention to how people respond to it. For every video that we make, um, you can access on your mobile app if you have the YouTube Studio app, um, or if you're on a computer, you can access this through you know going into the uh, through the you know back end of your YouTube channel. But YouTube gives us some really interesting information about how people are responding to our videos. The the one of the big ones is our audience retention reports, and the reason you want to make sure that you are paying attention to this, even if it's with 10 views, is because this starts to give you an idea of how people are responding to what it is that you're doing by showing how long people are watching for and where it is that they're leaving the video. Now, keep in mind, you know, if you're getting 10 views, you're not going to have a ton of information, but you just want to make it a habit to start paying attention to this. So as you do start getting more views that you can already know, like where to find this information, how to look at it, how to, you know, get information from it so you can learn how to make the better videos over time. But what I recommend that you do right now is just focus all of your efforts on the skill sets. Um, but since you are just getting started, another thing that if possible, it's a little bit challenging with your type of content because you say that you're doing entertainment content, which really falls under like a huge umbrella. Um, but if you're, if you're doing, you know, I'm actually going to look at the channel here really quick. Give me one second. All right. Okay, so here um, you say how to be pro to John, but guidelines, uh, but the guidelines are horrible. So I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure who uh, you know pro to John is. But when it comes to you know that sort of thing in terms of like how you're packaging up your videos in terms of like your thumbnail and title, um, you just want to think about okay, people that are familiar you know with that character or whatever, like how can I make it you know clear that it's about that person you know from the outside and all that, which you've already done. But then. Once people actually click on that video, how can I get them into that thing that I've, you know, told them that that video is about as fast as humanly possible so that they can get to that, you know, content that they're going to enjoy. Um, but really, like, you know, since you're just getting started, um, I would focus on like learning how to grab attention from a homepage, right? Um, I would also make some of your content if it applies because you're doing entertainment content and some of that content, it's just more appropriate for the recommendations just in general. But if you do find something that people are searching for, around the type of content that you make. Making some videos for YouTube search is also a really good way to get started because it kind of helps keep you encouraged because it's easier to get views from YouTube search because people are looking for what it is that you've made. Um, and it's a lot more challenging to get views from the recommendation system. But you can use what happens in YouTube search in terms of how people respond to your videos if, you know, as long as they click on them from search, um, you can use that information to help make better videos for when people do respond to them, you know, from the recommendation features as well. So um, I would focus on those things right now and and really most importantly just being patient with the process because you know some content creators they'll you know figure all this stuff that i'm telling you right now they'll they'll get all their skill sets up and everything really quick and they'll you know be able to start making everything move on their channel you know relatively fast other people it, it's it's a pretty long journey so because of that you know just embrace the process and just try to get better with every video that you upload but but YouTube has tons of resources. So there's videos like mine. I make videos like this. Other people make videos like, you know, like this as well that help people, you know, with content. Um, I would watch, you know, those channels on a regular basis. I would listen to podcasts about YouTube. Um, YouTube themselves, they also have a lot of really good resources for you. So for example, and I'll drop this in the chat for you right now. Hopefully you're still, uh, hopefully you're still here. But, um, but they have a resource um, under YouTube 
creators. If you go to youtube.com slash creators, well, let me paste that in there. There we go. Um, I just pasted it in the chat here. So if you go there, um, they show you, you know, additional information and they, you know, teach you things like, you know, how to get started on YouTube, how to build your community, how to make money on YouTube, how to grow your channel. Um, but this is all stuff, you know, from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So, um, as part of you know developing your skill sets, and I recommend this for everybody here, by the way, um, as part of developing your skill sets, I would go there to YouTube.com/creators, and when you go there, read everything. And even if you're an experienced content creator, you know, like even if you've been making videos for years, from time to time, still go and go through YouTube's resources because they update their resources on a regular basis. And in addition to that, you're going to see the information that they're presenting to you with different eyes as you get further and further along in your in your journey so you know like when when you're first getting started you might see stuff in there and some of it makes sense some of it doesn't but they try hard to make it really you know easy stuff but then from there you know like once you start getting some traction for those of you you know that have been you know on YouTube for a little bit you're doing all right even going back and checking out those resources is really important because you'll be able to see a lot of nuance that you overlooked before because you know you were just trying to figure out you know like how to do stuff but now you're able to see it through a different lens so to speak so I recommend that you know even you experienced creators um, you know go through you know their documentation on a regular basis uh, as well so while you were doing all of that yeah uh oh see look it just went nuts again from the record oh interesting yeah so i didn't touch it okay we might have to lose the record thing then you have to hit the program down there yeah so weird there you go. so it was recording and then while it was recording i changed cameras and it just did that again oh interesting yeah so something weird is happening with the record feature uh when we do that that's so weird mm -hmm. yeah bizarre so while you were doing have to update the firmware or something yeah while you're doing all of that I noticed Renee says, I make you famous, which is a, a quote from Billy the Kid uh, and Young Guns. And I realized anytime I bring up a movie, Renee has a quote for it. Definitely a movie enthusiast. Yes. He yeah. Is a, yeah. He is a movie enthusiast. Yeah. So it made me start thinking if I ever end up, I believe you're Can I believe he's in Canada. Yeah. If I ever end up in Canada, he's going to be my de facto movie buddy. Mm. You're fired. Nice. Renee's taken over. All right. And we're going to go watch movies and just burn those quotes into our head. <laughs> now I'm going to have it. to start stumping him. I'm going to have to start coming up with movies. Yeah. Yeah. Making references, just seeing if he says it, anything. Yeah. We're going to have to make a segment for the show. Can we stump Renee? <laughs> right. Hey, you got a super sticker? Thank you for the uh, super sticker. I'm not sure where it is. Uh, Lisa, thank you for the super sticker. Super appreciate it. I got to play the thing Travis made. Sounded great. Too bad you don't, can't hear anything. Yeah. I should I should bring my uh, my other ones over here playing the mom game or I, I can just order new different ones. I've got tons of headphones and stuff over here. No, I have my ear ones that I put in. Okay, so they're just cleaner instead of having whoa, the big cans whoa, on my whoa, whoa, instead of having whoa, whoa. the big cans on my head. What, what do you mean they're cleaner? Are you trying to say that my ear holes are dirty? Well, no, I'm just saying that your ear holes are dirty. Um, the uh, playing the mom game. I, I they do bi-weekly content. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. The types of channel is practical tips to make busy moms' lives easier. Um, the goal of the channel is to help busy moms organize and declutter their lives and have fun doing it. We got two channels here in the last handful of questions that we're talking about, you know, making mom content. You guys should collaborate. Um, the question is, I hear a lot about storytelling, but don't have a clear idea of how it applies to more educational content. Can you give an example of storytelling using a simple example, like how to do something? Maybe here's how you would show how to do something. I, I can do even better than this. Okay. So when it comes to storytelling with educational content, um, you're already familiar with my content. I want you to go to a YouTube channel called Film Booth. 
go and see what he's doing with his content. I don't use storytelling in mine. I just give like the information that, you know, that, that I, you know, that I want people to have. Um, if you go to Ed's channel um, and you go and you watch his content, you're going to see the difference in terms of like when you use storytelling for educational content compared to, you know, just sharing, you know, information. So with what I do, I share information with what he does is he shares information, but attaches storytelling to it. Um, and the difference, as soon as you watch them, if you, if you, pick any of my videos and then you go over to his channel and pick any of his recent content it's going to be crystal clear to you the the difference in how you do one compared to uh and how you do uh one compared to the other so that's the best thing you can do because then you'll be able to see it and experience it versus me just saying like you know set it up have a conflict here you know stuff like that like watch it and then you'll be like oh okay makes makes total sense now there's a really good YouTube channel uh by a creator by the name of uh, El Jefe what's up dude El Hope you're doing awesome. in the house what's nice going on you. brother uh, there's a great channel. His name is Jeff um, Bardage. I apologize, Jeff, if I get your last name. Story wrong. Greenlight. Story Greenlight yep. is his channel. Yeah, Story Greenlight. Jeff Bardage, I believe, is his last name. Yep. Yeah, really good channel. Talks about um, just the basics of storytelling. I think he used to do some writing for some like the mm -hmm. big networks and stuff like that. So he's got a really good, uh, really good mind for storytelling. Yeah. The man about tech dropped a question in here. Love it says um let's hear the type of channels technology the goal of the channel is to grow a big community the question is what's up boy just started a new channel um only has about 10 followers so far but i feel it will grow biggest question i have right now is what classes can sign up um to create hold on is what classes can sign up for to create um and edit better videos i tried watching multiple videos but i need better direction thanks for the friendship over the years i'll see you at vid summit so um uh when it comes to classes to sign up for for editing man i i really don't know like if, you, if you're watching uh youtube videos about it i'm not sure like i can't recommend a like course online or anything because I haven't been through you know uh, any courses that I could recommend. So um, because of that, I I really wish I could help you with that, man. But I'm I'm not the person uh, you know to to send you in the right direction on that one. I wish I, yeah. I wish I could help, but I'm I'm not sure. I think it also depends on the niche. Yeah, you know, like it, it depends on what type of edit you know what type of content you're making because that's going to dictate the type of editing that yeah. you're doing, right? So I would guess you might want to check out um, what's his name, uh, Hayden. Yeah, Hayden uh, Hellier Hellier or uh, Smith. Yeah. Yeah, you, you might want to check him out. Yeah. Um he might have something available. Um but you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, well known in the space. So, um so you might want to check him out. He might, you know, have something available. He does Zoom Ed, calls over at Film Booth if you're wanting to make that type of content. I know he has courses available, but I'm not sure if he has, you know, editing specific courses. I'm not sure. Um but you might, you know, want to look um, you know, look him up. But yeah, I'm I'm not Hellier, I'm not sure. Hellier Smith does I think he has like group Zoom calls. Oh, okay. okay. Where he'll like break down certain edits. So he he was the, he, or he is the editor for Logan Paul mm -hmm. and he does zoom calls where he'll have you know X amount of people on and he'll break down you know specific videos and talk about why he makes the choices that he does mm. and some of the stuff that they do to make his videos to keep people watching longer um, I, I, I think I was part of his first zoom call ever okay it was just really fascinating to kind of get the insight of somebody who's who's editing YouTube videos specifically YouTube videos mm -hmm for someone with a channel that large yeah. and just to hear what goes behind every cut uh, is fascinating. It was like an hour and it was fascinating. Hey, Maybe so really quick. Uh, also, uh, Renee just mentioned that uh, Finzar has an amazing, has uh, uh, oh. amazing resources for premiere editing. So if you are a uh, Viper, if you're going to be editing in premiere, then um, you, you might want to look into that as well for an option. 
Super chat. Tube Spanner, thank you for the uh, super chat. Says, I started a movie uh, channel too. I reviewed it R-rated movies with no blood, no violence, and no bad language. They were all overrated. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Sinking in. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Overrated. That. We're both going to get claimed. For, for what? Oh, that's that, that sound. Yeah. <laughs> the sad trombone. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. I think that's. Um, I think that's actually for. Uh, I think that actually comes stock in the uh, roadcaster. Oh, okay. So I think it might be okay. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah. Um, gar- gardening with Bear Brown. Uh, they do gardening content, and the goal of the channel is to put out great information that will help others and grow my channel. And the question is, what information should go on a YouTube banner? Hey, I hit five thousand subs yesterday. Thanks for all the great information. First off, high five fist bump to you for uh, crossing your first five thousand subscribers on your channel. Nice work. Um, when it comes to the YouTube banner, um, you can make it super simple if you want to, and just put your value proposition on there. Because YouTube now has that blurb that's down on the bottom. Um, that part isn't that as important as it used to be however when you do put that there it is right there you know front and center right there in somebody's face to where it lets them know exactly what it is that you offer on the channel um, if you want to um, you could also put like a you know upload schedule or something like that if you're very specific on the days and times that you upload your videos like you know new videos every monday or every friday or you know whatever it is that you upload every monday wednesday friday whatever um you know you can do those sorts of things so then that way you're you know getting that uh you know that information out um but really um a lot of people will have like if you go to their youtube channel it'll be like hey this is my my name and then you look at their youtube channel name it's like there's my name again and then you look at their handle and it's like there's my name again right um so because of that um i would not put your you know i wouldn't focus it all on like hey this is me um instead i would focus it in um i would focus it on the value proposition in terms of what it is that people are going to get from your youtube channel so just try to make a statement if you were to encompass exactly what it is that you offer um into just like a like a small statement um then put that um, in your channel art as the priority and make that visually the priority as well. And then from there, you can add additional things too. So for example, if you wanna add some cool imagery, you wanna add like little, you know, um, options over in like, you know, one side because you have a link you're trying to get them to click on or something like that, you can do that. Um, But in terms of, you know, uh, important things, just make sure that you do add like some type of just clear value proposition there so that if somebody lands on your channel page, they instantly understand what it is that you offer on your channel. Eric Waite, who you calling Scruffy? <laughs> oh, love it. So uh, next up, we've got Cartoon Commotion. They do entertainment content. Um, the value proposition is rewinding to the classic tunes of the good old days for a new perspective nowadays. And the question is, when live streaming, what are some high quality ways I can keep people interested and engaged if I don't have a special guest and it's just me and the audience? By the way, love your content. You're the reason I upgraded my mic and putting the effort to make my show as epic as possible. And D, love your point of view on YouTube Shorts. The podcast you both do rocks and helps me learn as much as possible during my work days. Awesome. Awesome. Super glad that you're enjoying the content. Thank you for the uh, kind words. So, um, when it comes to keeping people interested and in, in, engaged in what it is that you are talking about, um, of course, you know, sharing information is uh, helpful for that, you know, sharing things that can you know, like help people out and stuff, but also, um, you know, good storytelling um, is also something I personally think that whatever D does in the future, I think that he should do some type of storytelling attached to that because he's really good at telling stories and stuff. I'm not good at And he's funny. Like if you I'm ever hang out with D, uh, you know, he's super funny to, you know, hang out with too. Um, but like when it comes to, Um, you know, trying to keep people engaged, then, you know, the information, um, of course, can be one thing or, you know, the storytelling that you're doing can be another thing and just kind of perfecting, you know, both of those things. But um, um, 
you know, when it's just you and the audience, the other thing is also, you know, just making sure that you are keeping things moving enough and that you are also, and by moving enough, I mean, just not having a lot of like, you know, dead time, you know, in your stream so that it gives something, you know, that people can listen to in the background, kind of like you do with this. Um, but also, you know, if possible, asking them questions from time to time. And then because of the delay in terms of you asking the question, then it getting out to them and then, you know, them giving the feedback, um, just continuing to ask questions from time to time about different things that you're talking about so that you can keep people like leaning in to the conversation and being engaged. Even if it's something like, you know, hey, just give me a yes in the in the chat right now. If you're, you know, if, if, if what I'm saying is resonating or, you know, if that, you know, joke I just made made sense or anything you can come up with. Um, just by doing those types of things, it just kind of helps people that are kind of laid back, you know, lean in for a minute and, um, you know, uh, and create some type of engagement there. But another thing that's cool on the question side, um, in terms of you asking them question and they respond, um, one thing that's really cool with that is um, that's also, you know, kind of like a conversation. And, you know, when people are looking at YouTube channels, um, you know, a lot of people, especially like civilians, you know, people that are not content creators, for those people, you know, sometimes they'll be looking at YouTube channels and they'll be like, wow, you know, this person's got a thousand subscribers. This channel's huge. And then when you are, you know, there and you're like, you know, interacting with them and they're, you know, asking questions and you're asking them questions, and you're replying to their questions and stuff. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, wow, this is just super awesome that they're, you know, even, you know, just taking this time to talk or like whatever the thing is. So um, because of that, you know, I would definitely just try to, you know, interact with them um, in some way like that so that you can, you know, just kind of keep them engaged uh, that way. Any additional thoughts there? Because I know, like, you guys do all kinds of really cool stuff over in the channel review stream you guys do on the StreamYard channel. Yeah. Um, like, any, any additional recommendations there for, like, you know, if they're trying to get, you know, people more engaged Try on their channel? People. Like, if they're there just themselves, no guest, um, any any tips for, for keeping people interested and engaged in the stream? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that Daniel and I try to do over in the StreamYard channel, and by the way, we do that the second Saturday of every month we, where Daniel Patel and I are streaming over in the StreamYard channel. We do do channel reviews over there. We've, we've gamified it. We've gamified it. We've created a game show. Uh, one of the things that we really do, like it was like, we need to do this, right? Mm -hmm. This is priority. We want to make sure that we're constantly changing things up, mm. right? We want to make sure it's moving fast. Now, this isn't going to work for everybody. Like right. if you're doing something that, that takes time and you've got to give instructions, you know, you need to slow down a little bit. Um, but if you're just doing it for the entertainment factor, we want to make sure that we are constantly moving and changing and something different's happening. We're showing, you know, we've got a spinner. We've got, hey, some, Tiffany. We've got something that's, you know, trying to pick the winners. We've got a wheel that spins. We're, you know what I mean? Like, so we're trying to come up with different things. And in the process, another thing that we do is so we use the StreamYard giveaway tool to choose a winner. Mm -hmm. And I purposefully, giving you some secret sauce here, uh -oh. I, I purposefully uh, put the word that they have to type into the chat on the screen long before they have to type it in. So Daniel will be talking about something. He might even be doing a channel review and I'll flash that word on the screen because people know they need to type that word in. So they're getting so, ready. So they're like, oh, I got it, I got it, I yes, got it. Mm, right, nice. right, right. So it's it's something that we do to, you know, because you know, sometimes we'll just linger on with the reviews and it's taking longer than normal. So I'll flash the, the word on the screen and they'll start typing that in. So it, it, it it's like an instant engagement thing, right? Because even though they're Clever. kind of zoning out a little bit, oh, there's the word, I gotta type it. Got I gotta it. start typing the word in, that sort of thing, right? So just think about things you can do asking questions, get them to type in. You can use StreamYard. They have an awesome giveaway tool, StreamYard.com 
forward slash, slash giveaway, giveaway mm -hmm. where you, you can ask somebody to type in a word in the chat and it will randomize a winner and choose them. That, that's amazing. So just try to think of ways to keep them engaged in regard, asking them questions, showing different things on the screen. Don't spend too much time with any particular shot. Like you're spending one too much time just with one angle and nothing's changing, you might start to lose interest. Maybe. Yeah, like one thing there too is like um, uh, for my streams, I notice when I have like the multiple cameras and things like that, um, people will typically watch those longer. But I also found that, and I and I found this out just through audience feedback. Like people, like I had like I think it was like two or three people that were like, "Man, they're just like you know way too much switching going on that it was like distracting or whatever." So I'm like, "Okay, let's you know experiment and see yeah. you know what the deal is." And I slowed it down and reduced the amount of cameras that we were switching around to when mm -hmm. I was you know when I'm doing solo streams, and um, and you know it it, it helped. So um, uh, you know you those types much. of things. Yeah, you sometimes you much. can do too much, right? Yeah. So like sometimes uh, you know like those types of things can also be helpful in terms of you. Know, just one just just increasing the perceived quality of the stream by yep. doing like those types of you know things with like cameras and stuff um but you know you, you got to be careful as well and just make sure that people are you know receiving it in the way that you're you know intending them to because it's easy to get you know kind of carried away too see coastal diva says i love when you flash the word mm, nice. I, I think in a in a game and, and i could be wrong here but i think in a gamified type of stream if you're doing any sort of a game show like when you put that trigger up, there's got to be like a dopamine thing behind that. There has to be. Like, oh, there it is. There it is. I got to do the thing. Yeah. I have to do the sure. thing now, right? So, that. Hey, super chat. Super chat. T's hot mess history. Thank you for the super chat. Super appreciated. Hope you're doing awesome. By the way, says um, thank you for the stream. Um, it's part of my Saturday morning routine. I learn or relearn something every week to apply to my channel. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love, love it. it. Love it. Love it. Hey, D, will you carry this for a second? I need to step away for like uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. We'll carry this. So here's your chance. You guys blew it last week. You have an opportunity right now. We're going to grab questions out of the chat. So you have a que any question at all, it, anything. It doesn't have to be YouTube related. So go ahead and ask a question in the chat. I'm going to grab these while he's in the other room. So here we go. So Aperture Movement says, uh, I'm sad that I'm going to have to miss this, uh, the next game with uh, Daniel and D. I'm going to be in Idaho. Well, if they have internet in Idaho, there's no excuse for you to miss uh, the game show, is there? So I hope there's, uh, <laughs> I hope you have internet in Idaho. I've heard they have internet. I don't know. I don't know. Education never stops. Reads Art Adventure uh, says, I'll flash. Yeah, it's one of the things we do, right? We just flash it when you shouldn't flash it. You shouldn't flash it, and that's when we flash it, and that gets people typing in the chat. El Jefe says, um, will we see you guys at Vid Summit? I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. We, uh, we haven't booked ticket. Have you booked a ticket yet? Um, a yet. flight? No, we haven't. Yeah, so we haven't bought the, the flights and all that stuff yet, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, here we go. Question, if you knew nothing about creating merch, where would you start? That's a great question. Okay, here's something I think a lot of creators get wrong when they're creating merch. If you wanna sell more merch, okay, first of all, there's two things to think about. One, you have your immediate community who would enjoy having your brand on their, on their shirt, right? So I'm just gonna use El Jefe, for example. El Jefe might make a shirt that says, you know, El Jefe's reviews or something like that, right? And his community might really like that. But th the possibility for making sales on that merch is going to end at his community because that doesn't mean anything to anyone else. So I would make merch that would uh, be something that your community would enjoy. But I would also make merch that would uh, 
be able to uh, be attractive to a larger audience because outside of your community, they don't know who you are. So if you're doing something about music, I think fretboard diaries, yeah, maybe you can come up with some clever sayings or do something about guitars that have nothing to do with YouTube per se, but people who just run across your store, or run across one of your videos, they're not interested in seeing your YouTube channel. They don't wanna advertise your YouTube channel, but they love that other shirt that you have about a guitar. So think about making both types of merch. Um, and you can use something like a spread shop to get started. It's really, really simple. Next question. Um, Renee Ritchie comes in and says, what's the biggest struggle you think new creators are facing today and what could help them? This is a fantastic question. I think, I think new creators are plagued with a bunch of problems coming into it. And I think one of the main things that hurts creators coming in is the expectations of thinking that you have to have a lot of subscribers or you have to have a ton of views in order to have a successful video. I think there's something to be said about like we upload a video and maybe it gets 10 views, maybe it gets 50 views, maybe, you know, maybe I want to say only 100 views, but that's 100 people who watched your video. Or maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm, I don't have enough subscribers and I'm not succeeding on the platform. Maybe you have 50 people or maybe you have 200 subscribers. That's incredible, right? So I, I would say starting off with expectations that are too high can really be demotivating. Uh, demotivating, right? Like you, you upload a video, you put all this work into it, you, you upload it and you only get 200 views. And you're just like, oh, I just wasted my time. No, rethink that, rethink that. 200 people watched your video, that is incredible. That is 200, if you went outside, put up a, a box and just started talking about stuff, you're not gonna have 200 people show up and, and listen to what you have to say, right? But the fact that you get 200 people or 100 people or 500 people to watch your video, that's incredible. Same thing for subscribers. So I think lower your expectation coming into platforms like YouTube. You gotta be realistic. You have to, you have to understand another thing that's plaguing creators is they're, they're coming in as a creator. Most people don't have the skills to be a successful creator yet, right? You don't know how to make a video yet. You don't know how to edit video. You don't know how to present in front of camera. You don't know how to even get your audio set up right so you sound okay. You don't know how to make a thumbnail yet. And it's not just about learning Photoshop or learning Canva. It's you have to learn the graphics app and learn how to make a thumbnail that actually stops people scrolling and wins the click, right? So it's not just, I gotta learn graphics. I gotta learn graphics and I gotta learn how to make graphics that my audience will click on this image. Same with video, right? I'm not just learning how to edit video. I'm learning how to edit video in a way that keeps people watching my video. These are all skills you have to learn. So coming into something like YouTube with zero skills and thinking that maybe you deserve these views or you deserve these subscribers and you have no idea what you're doing yet, right? Expectations. So you have to understand it's like going to the gym. You, you know, if you're, if you're going to the gym once a week and you're not... You don't know how to exercise. You don't know how to do the exercises properly. You don't know anything about nutrition, right? You're not going to meet your fitness goals, but you have to go to the gym regularly. You have to learn about nutrition. You have to learn how to do exercises properly in order to meet those fitness goals, and you have to do it consistently. Same thing with YouTube. You got to put in your reps. So I think those are the two main things is, um, you know, you got to have expectation, realistic expectations. We're not owed views. We're not owed subscribers. Uh, be thankful for the ones you have because it's amazing that anybody watches your videos. 10 people, 15 people, 500 people, that's amazing, right? Be thankful for that. That's, don't, don't discount those people. Those, those, are, those numbers are humans. Those are, hum as long as you're not buying uh, views or subscribers, those are humans behind every number, and that, that's amazing. And then just um, you know, understand that you have to learn the skills, and we have to wear a lot of hats as creators. 
So, yeah, long answer for that, but uh, I think it's that. Dee's wearing a hat right now. I am wearing a hat. Uh, Pamela Longoria says, um, hey, Dee, when will you come back to Mexico? Great question. I will be back in Mexico for a while uh, later next year, 2024. Probably the end of 2024, I'll be coming there for probably six months. Hey, America should be completely on fire by that point. Yeah. So yeah, it should be an interesting uh, trip over there. You might be able to see the smoke from uh, from where you're at in Mexico. Right. By yeah, by the fall of 2024, the U.S. should be uh, the dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. At least had a really close to yeah. The pending dumpster fire. One more question here. The most important question of the day: D, did you find your play button? I don't even see that question. Of course you you didn't. Made that up. Of course you Mm. didn't. Just made that up. So, um, six shop. Uh, did you answer this yet? Uh, six super shop. No, I did not. Okay. Oh, let me let me hit it. Go ahead. Says I'm um, usually do reviews of other people's content. Created my own uh, world over the last six months. How do I slowly introduce my world and my digital products to my audience? Um, shorts. So you do reviews of other people's content, and then you created your own world over the last six months. I'm not. I don't understand what the content is 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 about. Um, here, give me give me one second. Let me open your uh, channel up here. D, will you? Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'll keep carrying this. Um, Gracie B ASMR says this is great to hear. D, I have a small channel. Getting a hundred subs was a milestone for me. It's a right a hundred people. This is the thing that people discount. What? Like, oh, I don't. You know, and and it's a milestone for you. A hundred hundred subscribers is huge. It is. It's a lot of people. It is huge. Yeah, it is. You know. I, I get, and I know you get emails and messages, hey, yeah. I only have 150 right. subscribers. Like, what right. are you talking about? Right. That's incredible. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. So I'm looking at your at your channel right now, Six Shop, and I see that you do reviews of, it looks like some like movies and stuff like that, but I don't understand the part about you created your own world over the last six months outside of like, you created your own world. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. I don't fully understand the uh, the question. If you could just add more context uh, there um, in the chat, that would be that would be super uh, super helpful. Thank you. And another, another super chat there. Super chat. Okay. Back so to the I'm merch while you're down. looking that up. El Hefe says, "For my merch, I came up with lingo and phrases that my viewers identified with. Perfect. Then I hired a designer to make it look dope. Yep. That's called yeah. It's called insider language. Yep. Yep. Love it." Or catchphrases. Yep. Yep. So survival preparedness for beginners says, from what I've learned um, in the YouTube world, it's not a race. It's a marathon. You're in it for the long haul. You're in it until you either walk away or you get exhausted and quit. Yeah. One of the two. So like if you decide and you're like, hey, yeah, this is something I'm in that I'm into, then you're in it until uh, until you're like, okay, that's enough. Um, I'm going to move on. Um, or until you're like, okay, I just, I just can't, I can't upload another video. <laughs> like one of the two, uh, uh, you know, uh, another thing happens too, is like sometimes people will use their YouTube channels to kind of springboard other opportunities. Um, and they'll get into like, maybe they'll start a business while they're running their YouTube channel to start doing well. And then they'll just focus on, you know, that business instead. Right. Um, and then that will be the thing that ends up taking up all their time. And then they'll just end up not uploading videos anymore. Uh, really quick, Reed's Art of Adventures, because we were talking yep, sacred about Sacred words. That's the specific, yep, that's the specific thing sacred right there, the words. sacred words. Yep. Yeah. Um, they ask what I think about Teespring for merch. Mm. My problem with Teespring wasn't that they made bad merch. I think that they made some pretty good stuff. The problem was they had shipping limitations. And I, I think Spreadshop doesn't have those limitations. I think they shipped to more places than Teespring did, correct? Uh, Spreadshop does, yeah. Spreadshop does, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think I was having too many people saying like, hey, I, they won't ship to my region. That was my only my only issue with um, Teespring. But they may, I think we ordered, I ordered some shirts and they, they turned out all right. 
you have a channel member. Coach Plays, welcome to the Nimanati. Make sure that next time you get the chance, you go to nimanvip.com. It's going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in, because that's how we verify that you are a member. Um, If you can do that before the stream is over, we can get you in there um, as soon as the stream is complete today. Um, So let's see here. So there's one thing that I was looking at here. Oh, yeah, I was looking for the... uh, let me look for mod messages because I see Doug was trying to get my attention on something. Did I'm you looking get six shop super chat for it in here. Yeah, I was I was waiting for additional context. So I'm just kind of looking for that okay. right now. Okay. Oh, it says I created my own fantasy world. My biggest video was a Telkian video. Okay, got it. So um so your problem is that you were making reviews of other people's content, but now you created your own world and you're wanting to introduce your world and your digital products to your audience. So if you have digital products, I would definitely be on shorts. And the reason I would be on shorts is because that gets you in front of a lot of new people. Um, and, you know, the, the more new people that you get in front of, you know, the, the better chance you have of, you know, selling those products. So I would get, um, I would definitely be going hard on shorts. I would also go hard on um, uh, TikTok and on Instagram reels um, also because those also have a similar thing where they, you know, are putting them in front of, you know, a lot of people. Um, and when it comes to the long form content, then of course, using your long form content to, um, you know, to, to take them, you know, on your journey um, into that digital world. So like, for example, if you created, you know, your digital world and you're trying to bring attention to it, then the first thing for the people that are already interacting with your channel, letting them know, I created my own digital world, you know, come check it out, you know, something like that um, uh, would be the first step. So then that way, it just kind of lets them know that you even did the thing in the first place for the people that are already engaged in your channel. So that would be that would be step one um, for that. In terms of slowly introducing it, you know, over time um, for that for that type of content, I'm not sure I'd have to actually explore that um, more in order to to really you know, give you an answer that would add value. Um, because right now I, I really don't know in terms of like, you know, world creating stuff. I've never even like looked at that type of content. So, um, so I, I really don't think that I can help you there. Unfortunately. Old Fart Gaming says, I only have 500 subscribers. It doesn't feel incredible. Dude, 500 people. That's like a small, yeah. audi- that's an auditorium. Yeah. Uh, imagine, imagine if you were, you like know, a small concert, yeah. like in a, in a, auditorium setting or like a large kind of warehouse setting or something yeah like like See, bogarts huge. in cincinnati how much how many people do they hold i don't know oh okay i don't maybe 500 yeah i don't know no but that, that's like an auditorium like if you go to a place where they have plays and that sort of thing yeah. you're probably talking a few hundred people yeah. if you walked up on that stage and they're all sitting there looking at you right yeah if you walked up on that stage at an auditorium you know or, or you know a place where they have you know do classical shows and that sort mm-hmm. of thing and you're looking at 500 people that is a significant amount of it people. is and that's what i mean our expectations of what those numbers are supposed to mean is completely skewed. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that and, just... And it's also something that because you see so many channels on YouTube that have these like huge numbers, right. that it's like, oh, well, everybody else has this. So because of that, like I'm, you know, like mine isn't enough because right. I don't have that yet. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Right. Yeah, I, and I, I can tell you this, like, you know, you've got, you're what? You're pushing 900,000 now? Yeah, I'm like 870 something, okay, I think. So you're or close- eight, yeah, close to 880, I think. Okay, maybe. do you feel any different between now and like, like did? To be fair, when I crossed 100,000 subscribers, it was, a big deal. it was, yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Because you got a play button. Because I got a play button. But the, uh, no, j- just crossing it before I even got any of that stuff. It was just like sweet, you know, like, like it almost, it almost like, 
in some weird way I, I don't even i don't even know why it works this way but because they put that marker there you got a play button and you go into triple digits yeah it just puts you into this kind it's of like yeah just kind of like okay cool now i got this check mark so i'm like verified yeah. and it just comes with like street cred kind of yeah um so because of that like a hundred thousand was a big deal five hundred thousand was a big deal because it's halfway to a million right. so it's like okay now i'm, I'm halfway you know to to that milestone right. um so that was cool but from 500 to now zero and from 100 to five yeah i didn't start getting excited about five until i was like probably like 490 and then uh after five then um you know from there it's uh yeah it, it's the same so like i appreciate you know all of the people that subscribed and all that right. but it's not something to where um i'm like oh no i don't have a million subscribers yeah. like i don't care i like i actually have had a million subscribers i've right. lost three hundred thousand. Right. but um but i don't look at it like you know like oh no i don't have a million subscribers this sucks yeah. or anything like that yeah. at, at all my, my i'm like i'm yeah, I'm thrilled that, yeah, that things point, are the way that they are. Yeah, my, my point with that is is where where you sit in terms of like how you're looking at subscribers, like it's just relative. Yeah. Like, you know, Dude, they're, when, when they're I, like I have five hundred yeah, I only have five hundred subscribers. You're like, well, I only have five hundred thousand. Right. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it, it's completely relative to where you are on your journey. And for the most part, other than hitting a couple of milestones and you do get some street cred and, and some some uh, some authority and some brands will look at you differently. Sure. But other than that, like like it's not like you wake up and you're like, well, life's better now. Yeah, right. Right. Life's better yeah, now. I can finally be happy. I can yeah, finally be yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, that's not. that's not gonna be a thing. Yeah. Like what happens is you're gonna hit that milestone, right? You're gonna hit whatever milestone you're aiming for, you're gonna hit it and you're gonna be that was awesome. That was great. Time to make another video. Back, and then the day yep. tomorrow's gonna come and you're like Time to make the donuts. Yeah, I gotta make the next video, and, yep. then, and then you're off to the next one. So uh, uh, when I was getting started with all of this stuff, thank you for so chat. At that time, I had all our questions, and I was on this channel at the same time. And at that particular time, um, I think I might have had a total of maybe like you know 1,500 subscribers or something like that. Maybe not even a thousand yet. I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, there was a YouTuber that came to town here to Chiang Mai. He was a travel channel. He's from Brazil. And he had 6,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. And I looked at his channel like, wow. And he's he got 6,000 6, subscribers on his channel. Like, this is huge. This guy's got a huge YouTube channel. Right. And, uh, uh, and it was just it's just an interesting perspective because at that time like i don't even think i had a thousand yet and he had six and i was thinking because i knew what it took to get to the numbers that i had yeah. at that time yeah. which you know maybe it might yeah. have been like 800 yeah. and i was like oh my gosh you know this guy's got six thousand he's right. like crushing it yeah <laughs> right? right so it's like yeah it's definitely definitely and perspective alahafe brings up a great point he says if anything you have to work harder as your channel grows yeah. enjoy the early days totally dude there's so much truth yeah and what what you just said yeah and with like as your channel grows and if you're handling it correctly and you're handling it like a business, mm -hmm. once you, you know, the brand sponsorships start coming in, you've yeah, got, everything gets more intense. Everything gets more intense. Yeah. You've got contracts to sign. People are giving you money. Mm -hmm. There's uh, expectations, expectations from your audience, from yeah, the people man, you're working with, from your collaborators, from the businesses you're working with, every, from yourself, your, your personal expectations yeah. get harder. For example of that, I did a collaboration recently during a live stream. Yeah. And on that particular one, um, when I sent him the follow-up email, I was like, yeah, man, the stream's only got like 4,000 views on it right now. You know, I'll, I'll keep pushing to it, you know, like over time or whatever. Yeah. Um, it didn't do, you know, that great. I figured it would have more. Right. And his response, based on the response he typically gets, he's like, dude, I thought it was amazing. It was great. Right. You know, everybody responded well. You know, the, you know, like the numbers, I think it's, you know, great and all that stuff. But yeah, it's just what you get used to. And it's just that, you know, that, uh, that, 
you know, perspective. Yeah, Roberto, uh, subscribers are social proof. Don't use it in any sense of validation or sense of self-worth. Yeah. Yeah. But pat yourself on the back when you cross milestones. Listen. Because it does take work. Celebrate every milestone. Yeah. Celebrate your milestones. Yeah. But don't discount, you know, I only have 500. I only have 100. Right. Man, if you reframe your thinking on that and your views, it's going to change how you handle YouTube. Instead of thinking I only have 500, think, sweet, I'm halfway to 1,000. Yeah. Right. There you go. Instead of thinking I have a thousand, sweet, I'm a tenth of the way to uh, to to ten thousand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Half full, I think, is what they call that. Right. So, Old Fart Gaming is the uh, next channel here. Love the uh, channel name there, uh, of course. That's the guy who just said I only have five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, goal of the channel is to share knowledge, gameplay tips, and trying um, to make them smile while doing it. The question is how to find balance between changing content based on current audience analytics and how to find the appropriate audience for the content I'm actually making. Do I change the content to fit the audience or change the approach to fit the right audience? This is a fantastic question. When you're publishing videos to YouTube, when you are struggling with, do I need to make content that's going to, you know, serve a particular audience? or do I need to tweak my content to the audience that's responding to my content? The very first thing that you should start thinking about is what is it that I'm trying to accomplish with my YouTube channel? And the reason that you wanna think about that first is because either one of those paths that you take is going to end up in a wildly different result. So because of that, if you know what it is that you're trying to accomplish from your YouTube channel, it will help you make all of the hard decisions along the way. It's gonna help you know what content to make. It's gonna help you know who it is that you're trying to serve with your content. It's gonna help you know what brand deals to take and to walk away from. It's going to let you know who to collaborate with. It's going to let you know what information to consume to get better at what it is that you're doing. Um, it's going to let. It's going to answer all of the hard questions for you. So if you're at that crossroads where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a response, but I'm not really sure if it's the audience that I'm after and things like that. Take a, take a moment from what it is that you're doing and start thinking like, okay, what is it that I actually want to do here? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish? What's the end goal? And try not to make it just about views and subscribers because it's really easy as a content creator where we're just constantly facing all these numbers. Look at our views, look at our watch time numbers, look at our subscriber yeah. numbers, look at our likes, how many likes we have. We're so focused on numbers that it's really easy to kind of lose track of you know everything else and just get so super focused on those numbers. But at the end of the day, if you know what it is that you are trying to accomplish with your YouTube channel, then you might be able to accomplish that without your numbers even being big at all, right? Depending on what you're trying to do. So because of that, if you know what it is that you're trying to do, then you can design everything else around accomplishing that particular thing. Because when you know what you want to do, then you know the type of content that you need to make in order to get in front of the people that you're trying to serve that is going to help you do that thing. And everything will align perfectly that way, um, which will ensure that you're going to, you know, make the right decision based on what it is you're trying to accomplish you know on your youtube channel um let's see here animal sound healing says do you have any tips for rebranding a channel that's been sitting for 13 years now i want to use it so rebranded this one and uh we want to make it grow so um one thing to make sure that you're thinking about if you haven't published like any content in 13 years you're just starting from scratch so um because of that you know, just brand it any way that you want to um, and just start making content. So, you know, if you haven't uploaded anything in 13 years, then you're essentially starting a new channel right now. And to be honest with you, um, if it was me, start just, a new channel. Yeah. If yeah. it was me, I would just start a new channel anyway. Because yeah. if you haven't uploaded to it in 13 years, make there's no, channel. yeah, make there's no reason to be attached to that channel right. if you haven't uploaded to it in 13 years. Um, so, because of that, if it was me, I would make a brand new YouTube channel. I'd make a whole new Google account for it. Yeah. Um, so, I have a new email account, a new Google account, a new YouTube channel, new Google 
Google Drive, new Google Docs, all of that stuff connected to that account. Um, and I would just go, you know, in that direction and start fresh is what is what I would do. All new Google stuff. Yep. All new Google stuff. Um, so your next question that we have here on our list is uh, Daryl Lee's in the house. What's up, man? Hope that you are doing fantastic. Says, listen to Nick in D sometimes. Yeah, D's great on like Tuesdays. Saturdays isn't really his thing. I, I but have like a, Tuesdays. He's, I he's have all right. a, first of all, uh, Daryl Lee's, we were talking about Bid Summit earlier. Yeah. So Daryl Lee's is the, the mastermind behind Bid Summit. Mm -hmm. So I have a funny story to tell. And Daryl, I. Daryl has more gold play buttons than most of us have views. Yeah. So Daryl, yeah. I've, got, I've got two things to say about Daryl. Number one, Daryl, listen to me. Hear me out. All of your play buttons, you need a Game of Thrones chair made out of YouTube play buttons. Oh, nice. Right? Instead yeah, of the swords, good. you need play buttons in a, in a, in a Game of Thrones chair. So that's number good. one. Number two, and I don't know if Daryl even remembers this, because if you've ever seen Daryl at Vid Summit, I don't think he sleeps. He may, maybe yeah. he sleeps two hours a night. Right. I don't know. But he's just like a walk. I mean, no disrespect. Walking zombie. But he still handles everything. Right. 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 I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, he still handles it. But he's like, you see it on his face. He's like, I'm too busy to talk about anything. Right. Kind of, right? He's right. just like in the zone. Yeah. Last day of Vid Summit, Daniel Vitale and I go up. To, we're getting ready to go speak, mm -hmm. right? We have to follow Colin and Samir, who was hitting a million subscribers live yeah. on stage. Yeah. So they hit, first of all, that heavy, was a, heavy act to follow. Heavy yeah. act, yeah. It's like, it, yeah, right. imagine, imagine, if you will, Jimi Hendrix opening up for you and lighting the guitar on fire and destroying the stage. And you're like, now what? Right? Right, right. So anyway, they hit the million subscribers and everybody's going backstage and they're celebrating Colin Samir and Daryl's back there and Daryl just looks exhausted. It's the last day of Vid Summit. Yeah. And he was, you know, everybody, everybody's caught up in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I was joking with him. And it was just, and this is actually the last, last thing Daryl said to me. I didn't, say, didn't see Daryl anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was joking. And I, I put my hand on his shoulder. I was like, how do we follow that? Mm -hmm. He goes, you don't. <laughs> and, and then he turns around and walks off to call his Samir. I laughed oh, I it. so hard. Yeah. It was just the funny, like, it was just the moment. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, because you would think it was like, go kill him, buddy. Right, right. right. Go knock him dead. Like, Do your best. Nah, yeah, yeah, you can't was, follow that. Yeah. He should have said, you don't, you should just go home. Right, right. right. Just, yeah. He should have said, that someone's over. <laughs> It was the funniest moment. He was just like, you don't. Right. And he was so exhausted. You don't. Then he goes out and sits on the side of the stage, right? And I know Daryl's exhausted. So we're up there, and, and Daniel and I are doing our, doing our show. And, and keep in mind, Daryl, this on is his thing, yeah. right? And he's so tired. He's sitting on the side of the stage like this. Like, not paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I keep catching him in the corner of my eye. And I was like, is he mad at us? <laughs> I was like, is the, he, could, he was. I don't even know if his eyes were open. Uh, he was just like sitting back. Yeah. And and I and, and I kept mad? catching my, you know, because you're like on stage trying to do all the sure, stuff. Sure, sure. And I kept seeing him just like arms crossed, like a, mm. like a disapproving dad, mm. you mm. know. And I was just like, man, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't want us to go on. <laughs> Epic. Epic. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, like you're taking it. Like, yeah. well, he said you don't. Maybe yeah, you shouldn't yeah, even be yeah, up here. Yeah, oh, I'm good, thinking in my good. mind. I was like, man, did that's he funny. mean don't go? Mm. Like, I'm on stage thinking, did Daryl mean don't go on stage? And we went on stage. <laughs> It was hilarious. Oh, so anyway, good. it was it was such an awesome experience. It was so much fun. Daryl, that was great. I'm glad yeah. to experience that with everybody. Yeah. Listen, if yeah. you weren't that was at a heavy Vids, moment. Yeah. That was an, an incredible yeah. experience. Yeah. Incredible. To me, I think the incredible. The, I think the coolest part about that was, I mean, besides the timing. The timing was I mean, they could yeah. I mean that couldn't have been better. But um I think the coolest thing about it is that every person in the room, they either knew what that felt like 
or they were yeah. they're aspiring to feel that yes you know what i mean and and you could feel the energy of it, everybody in the room like as that number was ticking by and like you know it's like as they get closer and closer like your hair start to stand up on your arms and you're just kind of like oh here it is the, that was, that was yeah epic. so for those of you who don't know Collins, that's like historical no no the, the, yeah, yeah like that was historical yeah. so Colin and Samir were on stage they were broadcasting the social blade um subscriber count mm -hmm. on stage it's huge it was the, it was the youtube yeah from the youtube back end. Yeah. yeah from you yeah so you could see the live count of their subscribers and it was almost hitting a million and i to talk about timing right to actually make it on the last day and be on stage while you hit a million subscribers yeah. like just everything aligned on that one the energy in the room was unbelievable yeah and then when they hit that it was, I'm surprised the, the the roof didn't collapse. Yeah, that was so intense. It was. And then I'll, there, I'll never forget that as long as I live. How do we follow that? And it, you don't. <laughs> and I was just like, oh man. <laughs> so it was good. Funny. It was so funny though. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So on that note, uh, for those of you that are interested in Vid Summit, um, yeah. Chantel put a link in the uh, in the uh, comments right here, and I think there's one in the description as well. Yeah. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, it's a conference for YouTube content creators. So like, if you're serious about growing your channel, um, you definitely want to make sure you go to Vid Summit. Um, as always, you'll hear me talking about it more and more as we get closer to uh, to the event. But uh, but you definitely want to make sure that you check it out and that you you know reserve time to go if you're somebody that's serious about like growing your channel and making an income from it and all that stuff. It's it's incredible. Yep. So um, chat. our next question here is from um, Survival Preparedness for Beginners. Super Thank you for the chat. super chat. Says, um, hey guys, I have a quick question. My channel was hacked about four weeks oh, ago. Oh no. Um, I did get everything back, but my channel took a huge hit. What's the best thing to do to get um, the algorithm to see me again? Um, get people to respond well to your content. So, you know, if you were making good content before people are responding to it, then, you know, just hop back on that train and, you know, start making good content. One thing that can be helpful in, you know, a situation, you know, like this is to go into your analytics, go look at the the videos that are bringing in the most or that have brought in the most activity um, over the uh, last you know 28 day period and make videos that would be a logical you know piece uh, uh, that would be logical content of interest um, for those particular people because those are people that have been recently interacting with your channel so then if you make a piece of content that would make sense for those people to watch then if YouTube recommends it to them then of course you know hopefully you can bring them in to kind of you know get the ball rolling again but yeah I would I would go there just to see the activity that's um, you know been recent on the channel and then from there um, you know make content that would you know make sense for somebody to watch after watching some of that that you know content that's been bringing views your way but outside of that though like you got your channel back so first off congratulations to that but um uh second just you know get back into you know the the typical you know cadence that you had um in the past and and things should fall back into place for you so magic flying potato so he was there he was a bit something yeah, he yeah says, brad was there yeah he says he says d he was enjoying you guys i was sitting right next to him uh, and you and daniel made him laugh a few times ah, there we go he All was right. probably gritting through his teeth <laughs> he's just like i told these guys not to go on like it no, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny oh. thing. You know, in like the hype of something, sometimes you hear something wrong. Yeah. So they're hyped up backstage. Oh, yeah. They just hit a million subscribers. Sure. The whole, it was, if you thought the front was electrified, you should see what was going on behind <laughs> the stage. Everybody was coming back and hugging them or whatever. Maybe he told us, don't go on. Don't go on. How do we follow that? You literally don't. You go home now. You pack your bags and you go home. Yeah, here's a good here's a good suggestion from Rubens buys and DIYs. You could have just followed it by crossing two million. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Be better. Dude. Yeah. Be better. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd have been hilarious. Actually, <laughs> that, can you imagine how funny that would have been? Oh my gosh! Yeah, if, yeah. if, if you would have yeah, went up like, there, everybody don't go anywhere. We're don't getting go anywhere too. Yeah, yeah. I would like to thank Colin and Samir for the opening act. <laughs> yeah, right. Go to crack your knuckles. Oh, love it. Channel on the uh, on the on the stage, uh, please. <laughs> Two million subscribers. Thank you very much. So the next question oh, we have here, <laughs> yeah, that would have been epic. <laughs> Absolutely epic. <laughs> So the uh, next question that we have here is from um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida Living. Um, they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. Um, they have a real estate channel, and the goal of the channel is to become a market authority and to educate buyers relocating here um, and to contact me for their home purchase. The question is, when shall I start selling my videos via e start sending my videos via email? I have a list of ten thousand emails in my farm area. Um, but I'm afraid that it negatively impacts my analytics. So um, in terms of sending emails out of your YouTube videos, um, it's really gonna depend on like what it is that you're doing with your channel. So like, for example, like if you're just, you know, showing like your listings, then in that case, I would just start sending them out, you know, like right away, because it's only gonna be the people, like I'm, I'm guessing if this is the case, if your email um, list is 10,000 people that are in your area that you serve, then in that particular case, that's the people you want seeing your content anyway, if you're trying to sell them houses. So because of that, um, I would, you know, I would just start sending to that list right away. If you're just doing like listings. Um, and the same exact thing actually applies, even if you are doing, you know, like if you have a channel where you're being like the, you know, person about town and keeping people up to date with things that are going on and using that as, as a way to get your real estate, you know, um, information in front of people, but then you're providing a different type of value to do that. Um, then in that particular case, that group would probably still be a, a great uh, group to send to because at the end of the day, they're the people that you're trying to serve, you know, anyway, because they're the people that are going to be buying houses from you. But keep in mind, um, you know, because of the nature of YouTube, it is absolutely possible that even people not in your area, you know, might see some of the stuff that you're doing and, you know, end up purchasing houses, you know, from that. I know that that happens, you know, from time to time on channels that do real estate. I know that happens to channels that, you know, sell cars as well, where they have people like nationwide, you know, buying cars and they'll be shipping cars to them and things like that. So, you know, those types of things happen as well. So um, um, just keep in mind that that initial group is great, but, you know, you might also, you know, just because you're on YouTube, open yourself up to, um, you know, people that are, you know, just wanting to buy a house in your area but might not necessarily be in your area. But sending your videos out to people that might already be interested in them, if the purpose of your channel is to generate business, then you know, I would definitely you know, start doing that. Um, I would start doing that right away. One thing to track though, um, I don't wanna just leave you there. So, don't leave um, them hanging, man. Yeah, so, so, so one thing that you do wanna track is um, when you are sending those emails out, of course, you're gonna be, be tracking the clicks on them, you know, obviously. But um, another thing that you also wanna do is um, when you do send out those emails, like if you start seeing the views go up in your videos, meaning that people are, are you know, coming in from those emails, when you send them, um, I would also go into your YouTube analytics and look under your external traffic sources. And when you do that, so basically how you get to this is you open up your YouTube analytics and you can do this, you know, at the individual video level. So you would go into the piece of content and you go into analytics and then you would go, once you're in the, you know, quick dashboard of your analytics, you would click into advanced mode and then you would click on traffic sources. And then from there you'd go down to external. If you notice that external isn't, you know, clickable, then you just need to change your date range um, from um, since published to, uh, um, to lifetime. And then when you, uh, or, 
since uploaded or since published to Lifetime, yeah. And then when you make that change, then you're going to um, uh, have the option to actually click on that external link. And when you click on that link, um, you're going to go into there, and then you're going to be able to see like you know the email, um, not actual email addresses, but you'll see um, email services listed there. And what you want to do is you actually want to go and just see if those people are even watching the videos for any like real length of time. And if you find that people are actually hitting the videos and bouncing, and that's like the the typical reaction to you know those videos then in that particular case, I would stop sharing them to that list um, if, you know, the people are hitting the videos and then just bouncing right away. But if you notice like, hey, people are coming in, they're watching this, you know, whole tour or whatever, um, you know, from, you know, from these emails specifically, then in that case, you know, then, then that would be the identifier that, you know, that's a good group to share your content to. I just wanted to make sure I added that clarity yep. there. Didn't leave them hanging. Good job. Mm-hmm. So um, next up, we've got T and John's Journeys. T and John Journey, um, up, they upload when they have time. Um, the type of channel is a travel and food channel. The goal of the channel is to share our food and travel experiences. The um, question is, I have trouble with my video intros. They feel scripted and without emotion. Should I have a script and just keep practicing it so it feels more natural over time? Any suggestions are greatly appreciated. Thanks for everything. I love watching these live streams and I learned so much. Um, thank you for the kind words. Glad that you are enjoying the streams. So um, when it comes to um, scripting, your YouTube videos, it can absolutely feel robotic, um, especially if you're somebody that's like just starting to do that. Um, the the more you do it, the better you're going to get at that because you're already paying attention. You already realize that like, hey, this doesn't feel like my natural communication. So the more you do it, you know, the more natural it will become because you'll you'll come up with your own techniques on how to you know make it seem natural. But one thing um, that I've personally found to be helpful is depending on exactly what it is that you're sharing, if you can do this, um, if you can work off of bullet points or have some of the parts of your videos where you work off of bullet points, maybe just for the intro itself to where you're like, okay, I need to make sure that I mention these things in the intro because this is, you know, what I'm using to kind of build up this video and get people excited to watch the rest. So because of that, I need to make sure that I, you know, get these things in there, but then you communicate it in a natural way that you would normally talk to somebody, but then you just make sure that you have those, you know, um, those points in there, then by doing that, you it might help you communicate in a more natural way. So for me personally, I'm horrible at reading and reciting scripts. So basically, the the whole idea there is that you have a script, and then you look at you know this particular line, and you look at it, and then you look at the camera, and then you recite it. That works. It's extremely efficient for you know a lot of people. But for me personally, when I'm judging my own videos, when I watch myself do that. Um, I can tell right away, you know, when it's happening uh, with me, but when I'm communicating more naturally through bullet points, then for me, it feels more like my natural communication when I'm doing it and when I'm watching it back. So since the authentic side of YouTube is an important thing for me in terms of communicating to people in a, in a natural way, um, what I started doing, um, and I started on this, you know, a long time ago, um, is I started working mostly off of bullet points. And then from there, if I have very specific information that I'm sharing, something that's like technical, like let's say, for example, um, if I'm, if, if I have a path that I'm taking you to, through in order to get you somewhere in your analytics, as an example, then in that particular case, I might, you know, write down like this is 
is the path. And then there, if I know that I'm going to have like B-roll over it or something like that, then in that case, I would just read it. Um, but if I'm not going to read it, then I would just, you know, read and recite that particular part. So what happens there is the communication is, is more natural. The cadence is more natural. But then that particular part, even though it's scripted, it happens so fast that it still keeps the entire video feeling natural, even though there might be a couple of parts that have felt just like a little bit of, a little bit robotic. Of course, over the years, I've gotten better at, you know, that side of things. But like if you're struggling that, um, you know, struggling with that with that right now, I just recommend that you try um, bullet points as part of what it is that you're doing as well, or at least supplementing some of the content with bullet points so that you can communicate in a way that is more natural to you instead of just doing like a read and recite or trying to just read a script word for word on a teleprompter. Um, again, some people get really good at, you know, teleprompters and things like that. And you can't tell, but um, a lot of times, like, you know, you can watch a lot of content creators and you can be like, oh yeah, totally reading that off a teleprompter <laughs> just because of, you know, just, just how stiff they are and, you know, like how they're, you know, actually communicating it can just make the whole thing feel, um, you know, just not as, as not as natural. So I just recommend that you experiment with bullet points and just see if that helps you um, at all in any way. Thank you. Uh, next question is from Dynasty Trades in Five. Um, so they do, I'm gonna go ahead. Mm -hmm. So Renee made a tweet. Okay. Regarding views. Okay. Right? So she says, I only have 20 views. That's a coffee shop. Mm. I only I only have two hundred views. Town hall. Mm. I only got two thousand views. That's a sold out nightclub. Huh. Your voice and vision reaching any number of people. Mm. Treasure and draw inspiration for that. Nice. That so good. Love it. Oh, love yeah. it. Love it. Oh, no. Your My mic was off. off. I love it. All of that, and you're even like, okay, you're leaning into I'm the mic. Do it again. You were getting your your voice was getting I, soft. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to no, do this Okay, Renee Love Ritchie. It. All right, start you, start over. Pretend that didn't happen. All right, go. Okay, creator liaison, Renee Ritchie, made a tweet, and I got tagged in it. That's why, that's why I saw it. Um, so regarding the, I've only got, you know, 500 or whatever. He says, I only got 20 views. That's a coffee shop full of people. I only got 200 I don't know, man, views. It's just not landing the same as, as when you did it before, but yeah, good. I only got 200 views. That's a town hall full of people. I only got 2,000 views. That's a sold-out nightclub. Then he says, your voice and vision reaching any number of people is incredible. Treasure and draw inspiration for that. So good, man. So I, it is. And I said that so much better the first time. Like I, I, I yeah, felt, it's, just, it's not the same that second time around. But yeah. hey, it was still good, though. Like that would have been a one take. Yeah. Like if we were filming, it was like me and yeah, Leo. Yeah, it would have been like, oh, yeah, got it. it Nailed yeah, it. It's like me and you know, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. And you know. The whole gang is there, Brad Pitt, everybody. We're like trying to, we're, you know, Joe Pesci, we're yep. trying to get that Robert De Niro, right? That they would have been like, oh, yeah, you nailed it, D. They would have been like, yeah. D, first take. That was fantastic, D. You got it. You got it, D. So on that note, um, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for hanging out today. Really quick, though, before I do that, um, one more thing I want to remind everybody of, just in case you don't know. Um, so um, you see that super chat pinned up at the very top of the um, screen right there from Dare Leaves. So he also, um, he works with content creators as yeah. well. Um, I recommend that you subscribe to his YouTube channel. He has a lot of long form content on his channel where he actually interviews a lot of his students and the success that they've had. And they actually share a lot of the things that have helped them take their channels from being like, okay, we're struggling or whatever, to just 
completely blowing up. So I really recommend that you do go over there and you subscribe to his YouTube channel so you can check out when he, you know, does those interviews with his students because you can get tons of information out of those. Um, but in addition to that, though, um, I would just want to thank everybody for hanging out here today. Um, I do want to let you know if you are somebody that is getting started with all this stuff, um, you know, when we talk about all these things here during the stream, some of it might be like, oh, yeah, totally got that. But some of it might also, you know, sound um, either like, you know, a ton of work or a lot of things you got to learn or whatever. Um, the truth is YouTube is hard. There's a lot of things that you got to learn how to do. However, it's just a process like anything else. Like if you're going to the gym to get fit, there's a certain, you know, there's certain things you have to do, certain things you have to do on a regular basis, certain things you have to learn and, you know, all those things. If you're trying to learn an instrument, the same exact thing applies. You can't just pick it up and be a rock star. You have to go through the process of learning how it works, learning what chords are, scales, all the other fun stuff that you have to do with that. But YouTube is the same exact way. It's just a learning curve that you have to go through. So what I recommend that you do is if there's anything that we talked about that stands out to you today that that made tons of sense and you're like, oh, wow, I got to look at my channel, write it down right now. And if you have anything to where like, yeah, that didn't really make tons of sense, write that down right now too. Put it in your phone, you know, in your notes app or whatever, and go and hop on Google or hop on YouTube and just explore those things further so that next time you come, you know, you can be more armed, you know, with more information. But another thing that I want to, you know, remind you of as well is, you know, as part of this journey, some of it's frustrating, some of it, you know, you can be like, man, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm doing everything and I'm, I'm doing everything the way that I think that I should be doing it, but it's just not working yet. Hang in there, keep learning. Like if it's not working out for you, it means that there's still more to go, right? That means that you're still like, you know, trying to, you know, get everything moving. There's still more to learn. So just, you know, stay focused on that idea and, and, and keep pushing through and you'll be all right. So, um, thank you everybody for hanging out. D. Awesome stream. Let's try not to hurt ourselves this time. Uh, yeah, there we go. Awesome stream, um, as stream. always. Great questions and, uh, today. Yeah, really good questions today. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Have an awesome rest of your weekend. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. You can hit it. Yeah, I'm hitting it. I'm not touching anything else because I obviously <laughs> don't know how to do anything.